four, three, two, one. <laughs> Sorry for the armist inquisition yet again coming in your ears at 96 kilobytes per second on Sunday the 12th of December for episode 211. I'm Amish Phil. I'm Amish Ben. I'm Amish Matt. The dwarf, the cripple and the mother of madness. We've got Ryan Seven back. How are we doing Ryan? I'm doing pretty well compared to some people <laughs> in the room, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit ropey. Apologies, eavesdroppers, for mm. my dulcet tones. The rope is frayed. It's frayed at both ends, in the middle. I'm, I'm probably going to unravel over the next hour or so. But it's nice to have you here, Ryan, for me to unravel in front of. I'll, I'll make sure it is an hour or so this time, rather than the full epic that it usually is. <laughs> we got um, called out, us, last uh, last time we did an episode on Twitter. Oh, yeah? Yeah, some troll did some uh, gematria and accused us of being... Uh, Freemason, devil worshippers, controlled oh. opposition. Contro- uh, opposing what? The, the establishment. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And uh, oh. <laughs> I, I replied, uh, like, whatever, hashtag not a Freemason. And he blocked us. <laughs> oh, saved you a job then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've had know. some crazy people. Yeah, this this one guy, I published one article and he said, I've, I just discovered this yesterday. How dare you? And, and going off, you've copied my work. I'm like, first of all, it takes about a month to write an article like this. And you only thought of it yesterday. You've not even written it down yet. I think you might have mental problems. <laughs> mm. Twitter is uh, just a cesspit. It's a very strange place, isn't mm. it? It is, yeah. Best stay away. But it is entertaining, you know, the odd doom scroll. <laughs> Much reasons. like love, it brings out the worst in people. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, 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 what, the part, the third, the tripartite. The third. The triumvirate, the part three. Yeah. Eins, zwei, drei. Zwei. Yeah. What are we going to start with, Ryan? Uh, I think we should start with a, a little tiny recap, yeah, and then and then take it from there. Okay. Do uh, is it a, a slide? Do I need to reveal slides? Uh, you'll be okay for the moment. Okay. And then, All right, and for then the moment, we'll make you do some work with your index finger. Should say at the top, like if you've not listened to episode one and two with Ryan, I can't remember the show numbers. Was it two oh seven and two oh nine, maybe or two oh seven, two oh eight? The best probably go go back and watch them if you haven't. Because there's so much stuff, and we had comments from people on the on you know on the uh, on the Discord and that saying there's like so much packed into this stuff. Oh, like yeah. they need to be re- watched multiple times mm-hmm. to tr- try and pick up on everything. So that's my advice: go back and watch parts one and two if you haven't already. But but uh, so the story goes: 
we've been at a little church in Rivington in northwest England and found something called a Satar Square. Decoded the Satar Square, which is on some Christian, well, within embedded within some Christian artwork. We've decided that the square itself, this magical square, is alluding to the god Saturn. And we've been pulling apart Saturn and the the powers that he holds, essentially. Uh, we've looked at a few other Christian icons, uh, particularly the serpent and the fish, and we decided that uh, anything that is kind of serpentine, wave-like in form is the unconscious, essentially. And um, that'll pretty much do, I think. We can does that up. go for dragons as well, when dragons yeah. are in symbolism? It does. Serpents and dragons pretty much interchangeable? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the dragon would be uh, a good analogy because, like with the Hobbit, uh, the dragon guards the gold. The dragon's yeah. something unconscious that's scary, something that bad that's happened in your life possibly, something that you need to deal with, something might, that you might have repressed. Mm. And you go in there and you deal with it and slay the dragon, or, as I like to see, try and ride the dragon, which would be gaining its power, and then you get its gold, which is just the the having sorted your life out a bit better and having yeah. gained something from it, give you some strength, be, be less of a coward, etc. Something I'd like to look into is more sort of, because uh, I know nothing about it, like Chinese mythology and old ancient theology, because dragons are massively important in all that stuff, aren't they? And dragons in China, uh, the Long is, is the name, name for dragon in China. They're associated with the waters, so it's this similar to a fish. Right. It, it's the the... The, the waters, the spiritual waters in these ancient traditions are the archetypal waters. It's like the the matrix, the meta, the basic metaphysical structure of everything that go. <laughs> we're going like we're not even got yeah. minutes in. Yeah, it sounds like ether to me. Yeah, like that kind of an idea is it's, it's the it's the basic structure of everything, the matrix to everything. Cool, excellent. Right then, how shall we proceed? Shall we proceed with it? With the, to yeah. reveal the slides mm -hmm. and to draw it down. Also, if you're listening on the MP3, you really are missing out. You need to find uh, either find the interview on YouTube, link in the show notes, or mm -hmm. Odyssey Odyssey channel for the part one and part two of tonight's show. Here we go. Here's the slides. Boom. Okay, let me do oh. a tiny little bit of navigation. Oh, we're going. So. We were talking about the fish. Uh, the fish is depicted as a spiky fish. It's actually an unconscious thought that's difficult to catch hold of, possibly dangerous, i.e. the spikes, and it flaps around. And much like a dream, you've got to keep hold of it and you can gain something from it. Eat the fish, make medicine from the, the, the serpent. Simples, actually very complicated. <laughs> so... Um, Let's do a slide that we didn't do on the previous episode. All right. So, um, if I refresh your memory, we said that Saturn was the god of the nighttime. And that if the summer is like the day, then the winter is like the night. The three zodiac signs, particularly associated with the winter, were Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Yeah. And we alluded to the myth of Aquarius. Aquarius seemed very important. We, we brought up that he was a Saturnian figure, that he was possibly Noah, that he was John the Baptist, 
and that he was the cupbearer of Zeus because we'd been getting to the fact that um, a serpent being a power of the unconscious is often shown climbing up a pole or in a cup. Right. And we were saying that when he climbs up a pole, it's although both examples are alluding to time, and we'll find out later why, but they're both alluding to being able to get into a different state of mind where the unconscious... So if, if if the serpent's up a pole, the pole represents the spine, essentially. So it's the unconscious up the spine, gaining power over you. Or the, the unconscious in a cup would be like uh, a drug that would take you into the underworld. And we're going to prove that somewhat now with our friend Aquarius. So this is kind of a messy slide, but so be it. We'll navigate our way around it anyway. So if we start at the top left, we can see Burr-bottomed Aquarius there, who we said on the previous episode is the homosexual of the Zodiac, him being uh, a stable form of male and female put together. Uh, underneath him is a fish. That fish is drinking Aquarius's waters. Those waters are actually the flood waters. The sun died, so to say, on the 21st of December in Capricorn. Capricorn's the sacrificial goat. That is, Aquarius kind of cleans it up, cleans the body up so that it can be reborn. Wow. The rebirth energy is kept, is swallowed, but well, he's in that water, but he's kept, is swallowed by that fish. That same fish swallowed Osiris' penis. Osiris is yeah. this death resurrection guy from Egypt. So we've got this section of the sky, this period of the calendar that's to do with rebirth suddenly we've had a section to do with death but now we're kind of being cleansed the body's being washed before rebirth so what's the stories of aquarius to the to the greeks well actually no let's go let's wind it back further if we look to, in the very left column in the cent the center image there mm -hmm. that is oh can i take a guess is go on Acadia, acadian syrian yeah, Sumerian, Assyrian, Assyrian Sumerian. Sumerian. Yeah, same, pretty much the same thing. It's as far back as you're going to go. That is Enki. Is it Enki and Ea? Uh, so he is um, essentially the god of the fresh waters. There's the salt waters and the fresh waters. Uh, they're just different forms of consciousness. We don't need to go into it now. But coming out of his shoulders is two streams of water. Bear that in mind, because that's kind of on the pillars, weirdly, in the same character. This this wow. is said to be Saturn, essentially. Aquarius, in the modern Zodiac, is ruled by Saturn. So Saturn's here as Aquarius, and he's always said that he's Saturn. If we look... Uh, Sorry, can I just yep. to stop? So is that picture um, an, a representation of the Epic of Gilgamesh? It is, it might be actually, yes. Why do you ask? I'm just thinking that's Sumerian, isn't it? And yeah. Enki, Enkidu. Enki, Enkidu, Flood. yeah, yeah, yeah. All those guys. Story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's there's uh, that bird there is associated with the flood with Nora as well. That that bird we'll see in, in a moment is actually Aquila, which is a representation ah. of Zeus. Right. So, remembering all these things are always astronomical, astrological. And then you bring them down to you. So it's like, as above, so below. Yeah. These are really, in a time without books or buildings, 
to record these things in. The stars are essentially a meme generator for the ancients. Yeah. Uh, but they tend to put very important things up there and, and things to do with this tradition, of, of the, the magical tradition. All right, so if we um, look underneath the image that we're just looking at and then one to the right, there's another black and white image of a guy pouring out two pots of water. That's the same Im- same image, but in Egypt. So that's Aquarius, and you can see just about his little fish that he's pouring the waters onto. Mm. Um, if we go one left of that, so in the, the bottom left-hand corner, we can see uh, Ganymede in ancient Greece. Now, Ganymede is the main story of Aquarius, and he was a shepherd boy. So he was with the sheep in a field. There's a clue there to, to what's going to go on. Often these shepherd guys are um, controllers, like a king is a shepherd, to shepherd the flock. In this case, it doesn't make much sense unless you factor in something else. So what happens is Ganymede is the most beautiful boy in the whole of Greece. And Zeus being Zeus gets a little bit randy, mm. jumps down off a cloud... And says, "Hello there, young man. <laughs> would you like Hi to? Jesus. Would you like to bear my cup? Not particularly. <laughs> For some reason, I've turned into James. What's his name? All the best men shave twice a day. What's his name? I thought you were Charles Dance. I'll be Charles. I'll be bloody anybody. <laughs> Generic Southern man. Okay. Um, so yeah, Zeus comes down and says, "Would you like to bear my cup?" And the young man's like, oh, what's going on here? There's a bird just come down and asked me if, we, oh, it's Zeus in disguise. Zeus basically comes down in the form of this great eagle, Aquila, which is, if you're looking at the Zodiac, is just off to the top right of, of Aquarius and scoops up Ganymede and takes him off to the heavens, has his way with him, him being such a beautiful boy. His wife doesn't like it as per usual, Hera. And he bears the cup of Zeus. Now, what does that mean? Well, on one level, it is... He's a serving boy for ambrosia. Ambrosia being the food and drink of the gods. Nectar and ambrosia are these two things. So there's something there that Zeus is this life-giving chap. He he lets the waters down from on high and lightning strikes the ground and things grow. We'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, so Zeus's waters are fertility. It's like his sperm, basically. And then that's what's filling up this cup, these, these, these juicy waters of, of fertility. And these waters are also archetypal waters, this matrix place that we talked about where the archetypes live, where the idea of mother sits, you know, where the idea of generator sits and gestator, like father and mother, generator and gestator. Mm. So... Uh, and Ganymede eventually gets smegged off with it. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he knocks, in one story, he knocks over the the, the pots of ambrosia and he, he's, he's released and put into the stars. Interesting story. And you can, you can kind of get from the ambrosia, which is also drank by Dionysus. Dionysus is a son of Zeus and... 
is basically the god of ecstasy and madness and drunkenness and drugs and and you know getting in touch with your subconscious and your wild side and your instincts and you know just letting loose and being wild we'll get into them a bit further later on but we're guessing that this ambrosia is probably a drug of some type yeah. that incites ecstasy now all we need to do to to garner what this is you can read the texts and and remember that these things are being translated are written for in a different culture and a different time or we could just look at the images that the great artist drew around them so let's do that instead so if we see the i'm a bit loud there no you're fine uh so if we see uh the so go to the top left image and then one two over from that you can we can see ganymede being lifted up by zeus as a bird mm. in a t-shape one might say a mushroom shape Ganymede himself is wearing the Phrygian cap, which is the Liberty cap, which is a name for a kind of mushroom. He's wearing red, which is denoting, I'm saying, and we'll, we'll soon see that's true, uh, the Amanita muscaria mushroom, which is another type of mushroom uh, and is so uh, graphically beautiful that it's used as a placeholder for all the other drugs. As far oh, as I'm right. concerned. So what I'm saying is that image of Ganymede and Zeus that we're looking at is basically in a mushroom shape. And if we look one right over, we can see Ganymede holding a, a red ribbon, basically a red piece of material in a mushroom shape again. You might say a brain as well, but it's in a mushroom shape. Look one down for that, Ganymede again. They've got a mushroom shape and we've got the red and the white of the mushroom flaring out behind him. In, in this, can you, can you see the one I'm looking at? Yeah, yeah, the eagle stretched out behind the eagle him. stretched out behind him. Then, obviously, the eagle's having its way with Ganymede, but that's a symbol for look, you've, take, you've taken the thing, you've taken the mushroom, and God comes down and makes you his bitch, makes you right. his bride. You are yeah. the bride of, of God at this point. Wow, uh, on the next one over again, where we said there was the rebel insignia, can you see that one? Yeah, oh, I think, right. it's, I think it's a Romulan warbird. warbird. Yeah, but I'll, I'll take that. something in the middle there. Uh, so again, just flip that over. It, it's a mushroom, and then if we look yeah. at Zeus and Ganymede on the on the round one next to that, the the obviously ancient Greek one. It looks like he's on a plate there. I've coloured in red Zeus's lightning bolt, and for the people at home that can actually look closely, uh, you'll see that if you just nip the top bit of that off there, yeah, that's just clearly a mushroom. And here's the thing about lightning. Lightning strikes anywhere near a tree, which it often does. And as long as it's somewhere near the season, which is a big season for Amanita muscaria, the mushrooms will grow. Really? Yes. Ooh. Something to do with the lightning. Just just sets everything off. Yeah, just gives it a jolt and like within a day or two, they'll be up. Wow. Yeah, it's a well-known fact. That. Cool. Yeah. Not that. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. And they obviously knew it. They, yeah, they clearly knew it. it. Well, um, might be giving something away later on, but I think it's a good time to say that Mjolnir Thor's hammer, mm. if you turn it upside down, is a mushroom. So the reason why they put the mushrooms upside down is A, to disguise it, and B, to say it's going into the underworld. That's why it's upside down. Um, there's there's lots of reasons why Mjolnir is a, a mushroom, but yeah, it strikes, it strikes the ground, lightning, mushrooms come up. Um, oh. It's actually, if you look at the base of Mjolnir, often it's got 
a representation of Odin vomiting up the universe. Vomiting's a big part <laughs> That's of That's what Phil's going to do later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, and the thing about a swan is, in, in, like with the ugly duckling, in all these ancient shamanic traditions, the ugly duckling turns into a swan. <laughs> So it's a it's a representation of metamorphosis, like alchemical change. Yeah. Okay. And also, if you think of a, a swan and stick it upside down, it looks like a mushroom. Also, in German, schwamm, is that a swan means mushroom. So there's lots of lots oh, and lots yeah. of reasons why. Um, yeah. So at the bottom of, of that image, I've I've put a few mushrooms for your viewing pleasure. Uh, however, oh, yeah. right now, I would like to say to the top right corner, we were talking about Dionysus a moment ago, mm -hmm. and the fact that Dionysus is linked with the Ambrosia, which Ganymede serves. And there we have some great vines that look absolutely exactly the same as mushrooms. And we'll see that Dionysus has some headgear of uh, ivy leaves, Bacchus, Bacchus Dionysus, same character. Um he has ivy leaves on his head, which are hiding. It says that he's put them on his head to hide the fact that behind them are grape leaves. But you look at grape leaves and they look like mushrooms. It's always getting at... There, there was in Greece and in, in Rome, they didn't have distilleries, so they couldn't have, you know, strong alcohol. So they had wine and hard wine. And hard wine basically spiked. had a whole... Yeah, spiked wine. Oh. And and uh, Dionysus has a rod Book called fast. <laughs> Book fast. <laughs> Book off. Um, so Dionysus has has a, a staff with a pine cone on the top, which is like your spine and the pineal at the top. But they'd put in their ivy leaves and other other things, and then put it in the wine and stir it up. Because for these guys, there was a, and this will come up later nicely actually. Um, there, there was a method for using these drugs so wine and other such things is a nice civilized drug because you make it you process it but there's these wild drugs dionysus and saint john both were like leopard skins and wild things right because they're representing the wild drugs the ones that you can, you know you can't you can't grow Amanita muscaria or, in fact, psilocybin semilentiata at home. You can't do it. They're not domesticated. They can't be done. There's certain cubensis and other psilocybe-type mushrooms from hotter climates that those can grow, be grown. But not. they're not the strong ones. The strong ones are psilocybin semilentiata and, to a certain extent, in a different kind of way, Amanita muscaria. And obviously things like opium and and eating cannabis and things like that, but being such a like I said, being such a strong graphic, being such a strong visual, Amanita muscarius, the, the like the placeholder, the king. Yeah. Um, so underneath that, we've got the star card from the tarot, which is essentially explaining this same idea of of cleaning yourself. So you have you have this drug. Basically, you have, you have this potion, and it cleans you it, as as uh, what's the what's the guy's name? Famous comedian, uh, American guy, Saki is anything. Bill Burr. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks uh, gives his. He has some mushrooms, and it gives his third eye a good squeegee. When you've had a good mushroom session, it does seem to reset you. 
Uh, and it certainly resets all your neural pathways and resets your immune system and things like that. And it is, the, I think, the only thing proven to regrow brain cells, as far as I can remember. Wow. Uh, so, there's, yeah, there's, there's, well, they're, they're looking to legalise it again. For well, that. this kind of ties into some of the psychological research, doesn't it, with treating yeah. PTSD and whatnot. That mm-hmm. This is like Lots a, a reset. Things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll see. Actually, these things are tied to soldiers' religions later on with Mithraism and, and Christianity. In fact, which was a, a soldiers' religion at the beginning. So, um, I'd like to bring this up to them. We've talked about all these things. I, I've, I'd like to touch upon. Um, we can see at, on the bottom row, in the middle, there's Noah's Ark, and. Aquarius, there's um, is it Daedalus? I can't remember the guy's name, but there's a Greek chap that's basically Noah, and as we said, um, Enki and Gilgamesh, you know, the, the, all these characters are all associated with these. Uh, look, the 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 water bearer, the guy with the water vessel, and a man in a water vessel is the same thing archetypally, mm-hmm. um, and it's. It's worthwhile bearing the story of Noah in because if we've died and we're coming back, we're going to be resurrected soon, then somebody's going to need to carry the stuff to start again. It's like the guys with the bags, the guys with yeah, the handbags, the, handbags yeah. the fish guys with the handbags that are essentially, well, I'll tell you now, that fish upside down is associated with the fish guy with the handbags, right. with this resurrection power. The resurrection power is not just to resurrect you psychologically, to resurrect society for when there are actual floods, be it, you know. I think it was the Greek one was Deucalion, I think. Deucalion, that's the one. Very good. Yeah. These are all analogous. The flood myth, it's ubiquitous, and mm. we're saying that this is Aquarius, essentially. Yep. It's cool. Cool. Love it. Loves it. Oh, we've done that one. Right, so... um. We've talked about Saturn previously and how being king of the gods, the old king of the gods and certainly the father of the gods, he is encoding all this death resurrection stuff. We said he's the beginning and the end. And we just said Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and Aquarius has this resurrection power, this power to clean yourself and and prepare yourself for rebirth. And we've just said that drugs can do it. Um, certain meditations can do it. Uh, there are just certain things in life can do it. A, a, a good um, a good party can do it to some extent, can't it? You know, you go not for me. Not anymore. <laughs> so um, that's called a chi roll. That PX is called a chi roll. And we've said previously that it essentially symbolizes put short time time in the cosmos. And if you can grab control of time, and if you understand time in this cosmos, and and it's all polarities and dualities and all these other things, this is called the serpent knowledge. This is what you get. You fix the serpent to the pole, which is essentially saying, I've I've comprehended polarity in time, and I'm getting over it. Basically, you can't it can't control me anymore. I'm I'm, I'm I, I know my way around it. So I realized two nights ago that um, we said Cairo was in Kronos, as in time, because this is just a little wheel of time. It's a bit like a clock. Yeah. Um, is one way of putting it. 
And if we look down to the bottom of right of that, the big PX that we've got there, there's an, there's an RX that we know from drugs. There's, drugs can't be sold in America, for example, without that RX symbol on there. It, it can't be done. What? It's, it's like the stamp of approval, yeah. That um, RX uh-huh. and the bottom centre image? Yeah, with the serpent in the yeah, cup, yeah. What does it... prescription drugs. Yeah. The, right. it, um, the, the say means... It, it means recipe, as in, like, re- to receive. Like, it's a prescription, basically. Right. Yeah? Lud. So, the serpent in the cup, we've said the serpent's this unconscious thing in the cup. It's the drugs in the cup. It's, this is what Aquarius has in his cup. The serpent in the cup is, is essentially drugs. It's things that, that heal you. And I, I'm saying that that PX on the cup actually is the same as the PX in the circle. And it stands for, in Greek, pharmacon, which is where you get pharmacy from. And that's the symbol for pharmacies all around Europe. Yeah. Go to any pharmacy and that's the symbol for pharmacy. Pharmacon is the old word for magician and, and, and a drug, something, something that can cure you or poison you as a pharmacon or a magician. So, you got Kronos, Pharmacon. Pharmacon was spelt with five PHI, like the phi ratio, and an X. So, you can't do that in, in Latin. So, you just transpose the phi to a P, as in PHI. So, Pharmacon, there you go. So, we've got a Tau row, as well as this Chi row. The Tau rows, there's an ankh on the right side. Yeah. And then underneath that is a Tau row. And we've said this, again, symbolizes this same knowledge of the planets. They call it the serpent knowledge because a serpent's polar. The planets have dual things. You know, Jupiter can affect you nicely or it can affect you badly, according to them. The sun can burn you or it can give you a nice tan. Well, Chi row means by the hand. It means hand. Uh-huh. Right. That's the hand of the mysteries, and it's got a Wait, fit. Sorry, Cairo means the hand. What do you mean in in, as in chiropractic? Greek. Yeah, as in, in, in from Greek. the Greek. Yeah, chiropractic. Right? A chiropractic means by the hand. He's fixing you by by right. hand. Right. Yes, that makes right. sense. So you get this hand of the mysteries, and the way the way they ca- <laughs> the they, hidden the, hand. Yeah, the way they count in the past was was on on the phalanges of your fingers. So you got twelve. So you got three on each finger. Three times four is twelve. And, yep. then you, and, then can, yeah. <laughs> and then you can go up by using the phalanges on the other hand. And if you look at those numbers, which I'm going to do now, 24, 36, 48, 60, and those are all to do with time. Mm-hmm. The name of God in Hebrew, if you remember, if you, try, if, if you translate the meaning of the letters into English, means behold the hand, behold the nail. So it's saying 12 times 5, which is 72, because you got hands, the phalanges, behold the hand, count the phalanges, you got 12 of those, times 5 nails is 72, as in 72 degrees in... in uh, one, one arc of... Pre- one minute of procession. procession. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the magic, one of the main magic numbers, 72. Okay, so wow. we've got this Kai roll and Tau roll. Now... I'd like to say that before they used phi to denote the golden ratio, they used tau. Oh. That's interesting, isn't it? But Burley and Lyman were saying, it's a, a tiny little aside, that it is related. So uh, an ankh, another way of saying ankh is tau 
roux. The, the circular bit at the top's called a roux. And the T's underneath it. Right. That's in Egyptian. Okay. Right? Okay. So, where's, where's that place there? Where is Giza? Egypt. Where, whereabouts in e- Egypt? Uh, lower Egypt. It's in Cairo, isn't it? Oh, Cairo. Cairo. Oh, my Cairo. God. And do, do you know what Cairo was called before it was called Cairo? Do you know what that area was called there? It was called Ross Tau, as in Tau Ross. Ross Tau. Cairo, Tau Roll, Ross Tau, Tau And this just happens to be the place where All the this. largest stone structure ever made. There's some interesting theories that if you take all the landmass in the world and look for the centre of the world's landmass, it would be Giza. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just another one of those weird coincidences, isn't it? It is a coincidence. Like the longitude being exactly the speed of light. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> there was a big debate when uh, Greenwich Mean Time, I think, was established, weren't there? There was a, um, a lot of people arguing that it should be uh, Cairo, that that should be where the... Is it called the Meridian? The mm. time should yeah. be set from, and but because you know we're big dick, big dick Great Britain, we can swing him, swing our testicles, and get it made to London. Do you know what that line was called though? It was called the Rolls Line. Yeah, and Ross Tau means like T T shaped Ross a rose, and you got the Rosicrucian cross the 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 Rolls cross the Rosy cross, and if you look on a slightly more modernised version of that Rosy cross, which is still not that modern. Um, it's, it's covered in lion, bulls, eagle, and men, by the way, for people Obviously. that have listened to the previous episodes. Uh, this is essentially a map of the heavens as we've been talking about them, as in its polarities and time and understanding that time is polarity and the planets represent archetypes of polarity. And if you get those, if you get your head around that stuff... You have come to know yourself and find out all this other stuff we've been talking about. Know thyself. So, seeing as we're going quickly. Right, so this is as bad as it's going to get for our heads tonight, and then we're going to zoom through <laughs> some, some, some crazy stuff. Right, so, we keep talking about time and polarity. Now, what the fuck has time got to do with polarity? So cast your minds back, boys and girls, to the very beginning of existence. No, before that. (laughs) No, before that. There's an unknowable nothing. Nobody could know it. We don't know where this all came from. We don't know how long it's been around for. We don't know how it got started. Nobody can. Maybe even this thing that is the universe itself can't know that. Now imagine that somehow there's everything. Everything's nothing because it can't be distinguished from itself. So there's an everythingness to nothing and a nothingness to everything, if that makes any sense. I know it doesn't because it can't make sense. (laughs) So there's like a field of potential, basically. And... We're going to call that a separate entity. And from that entity comes another entity we're going to call Aeon. You could call it Abraxas. Uh, there's many names. It, it, um, Yaldabaoth. Yaldabaoth. Uh, it's this demiurgic figure. Yeah. 
The creator God. Yes, the creator. Uh, the spirit of the tree of life would be another way to put it. It's it's Aeon, this God that we've, we've been talking about in all these previous episodes. He is the force. He's the all of everything in one place, undifferentiated. They say he's effectiveness because the only thing he's not is ineffective. He's just all the things that could possibly be but not done yet. And what he decides is that some, somehow, <laughs> this is the only way I can think about it. It's very difficult to understand this stuff. But is that he went, oh, I want to do something. I want to do something. Uh, I want to know myself. I want to know what all this stuff is. And <clears throat> the only way I can do that is by taking the all of everything, which we're going to, if we look at the, the screen, we could represent with that infinite snake there in the, t in the top right-hand corner. You're going to take the all of everything and I'm going to polarize it into two. Now, funnily enough, this is exactly what physicists think as well. That basically you had a null field that, that because it was homogenous, couldn't be distinguished from itself and was nothing essentially, but was everything. Uh, and that differentiates into two poles. Now, there's a wisdom in that differentiation that one thing needs the other to become complete again because they're actually separated. Now, because he separated this initial energy force, I mean, you can literally think of it as the force from Star Wars. Yeah. It gets separated, and there's a masculine part and a feminine part. One needs the other. They want to reunite and obliterate back into this eth etheric pleroma, as they would call it, of, of no-nothingness, everythingness. So... This god, Aeon, is this mediator between light and dark, good and evil. He's the one that actually stands outside the universe, as does this character here on the left. This is Fanny's, which is just another Greek version of the same guy. Um, and he turns the wheel of the zodiac slowly to make sure neither good nor bad win and that there's always balance in the in, he's like oh no you're not do you, you think you've won let's turn this wheel a bit flip everything on its head so what happens is that he is the sexual force as it's called because that male wants that female and now without saturn he would just be going around in a cycle the, the 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 male and the females there, but it, it's it's just spinning round basically, trying to find itself. Saturn goes, oh no, you don't, and cuts off the penis of Uranus or Aeon or Abraxas, whatever this 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 god that sort of stands outside, good and evil. So uh, so Kronos Saturn says, oh no, you don't, cuts off his penis, and this the the infinite everything that Aeon was is now has a beginning and an end to it, a real beginning and an end to it. And through that, Saturn's actually created all the other gods because, okay, you've got a beginning and an end, but then there's a middle and then there's a halfway stage between that and then there's, there's a, um, I'm stood here and I'm trying to get to over there. We've got all these polarities that start to come into play. So this is how he makes the gods. This is how he's the father of all the other gods because as soon as you've got time distinguished, one end and another end. Uh, limiting factor. A limiting factor is I am now and I will be then. 
we've got all these polarities, you know, naturally occurring from that, you know, a light and a dark, you know, because of the cycles. We've got an in and an out, uh, towards and away from a, uh, I am here, you are there. That's how we understand everything. Everything. So he's through duality. He's birthed the gods. And in the same way, mm, yeah, no, I'll leave that. But it <clears> goes to that's, we see why Noah is Saturn because he takes the animals two by two, these polarities. But I think we'll see that soon. So, so now we've, we've all heard lucky seven we all know about the seven planets the seven ancient planets we all know about the seven colors of the rainbow and the seven nodes in an octave and this <laughs> ancient fascination with seven yeah. we've said these this, the 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 serpent is an unconscious factor that, that's powerful and has an effect on you the planets and the, the sun the moon and the five visible planets snake around the sky and are often called shining serpents. They're also, they're not only shining serpents to look at because they're making these weird loops in the sky because they're going backwards and forwards because of our perspective on, on the local cosmos, on the local solar system. They are, because they represent these polarities, they're also serpents within us. Look, uh, what they, they represent the seven chakra. So one of the chakra is the sexual chakra. And look, sex is great, isn't it? I love it. Oh, what do you think about it? It's underrated. Yeah, underrated. Um, and look, it, it can be great. It can also get you in a lot of trouble. It can ruin your life, basically, if you're not careful with it. So this is one of these polarity serpents, these unconscious things that has an effect on you, you know, You've not chosen to be a sexual being. It's this thing that happened because you're alive. So there's a polarity within you. It can go good, it can go bad. And so there are, there are these seven serpents that are represented by the seven chakra. They're represented by the seven planets, the seven virtues and vices. Uh, these The virtue and vices is literally polarity. Each one's a serpent. Like Jupiter is greed and joviality, whatever it is. Yeah. So, um, so these are the seven serpents in you. In you, always look to the cosmos for, for the understanding, but always bring it back into yourself. For example, Jupiter is the liver, right? Yeah, Mercury is the nervous system, Venus is linked with the stomach and digestion, right? Right, so now we look at the seven serpents from around the world. So we can see in the top left, we've got an India, mm. um, a, an Indian deity. Who, who is that? I can't read it. It's it's a person with very small handwriting. It doesn't matter. There's lots of Indian deities that have the seven serpents around them. Yeah. And that, that is basically, you, you've got these seven serpents within you. And if you can, if we go three images along, we can see a menorah from... from um, Jewish tradition, yep. from the and that's got the symbols for the seven planets above each one. Wow, where's that? Where's that picture from? It's not chemical, but it's still, oh, it's an alchemical that is what it text. Is, though. But yeah. The menorah is the candelabra, the the Jewish candelabra. Jewish candelabra. Yeah. yeah. So that is the seven planets, the seven lights, the seven candlestick lights in the sky, and also the seven candlestick lights that go up your spine, uh, which they kept in the the temple, by the way. 
Solomon's Temple, didn't they? The menorah. The menorah. Very important. Altar, yeah. So, uh, so let's top left again, India. Next to that is from South America. Next to that is from a cave wall somewhere. You know, these, this idea of uh, there being a beast with seven heads. Hercules fights the Hydra with seven heads. <laughs> you know, it's all this serpent thing with seven heads. Well, it's, it's you. It's your spine. Looks like a snake. You know, you've got all these nerve branches that come off it. Tree, the, the nerve branches are symbolic of the tree of life. The serpent lives in the tree. It's these impulses that you have, these unconscious instinctual impulses. If you let them rule you, if you let them remain unconscious, they'll bad, get you in trouble. Bad things, yeah. If you can bring them to light, if you can bring them to your daytime consciousness and, and work with them, they'll protect you because you gain the power. There's also something else you can do to, to sublimate that energy from the lower channels into the higher channels and have essentially a drug-like experience, this famous Kundalini awakening stuff, um, which we'll get into later. Um, so this whole page, uh, essentially, let's go bottom left. That's uh, the alchemical mountain with seven gods stood up the mountain with, with Mercury on top. Mercury as well as symbolizing the nervous system. And they, they're a very Aquarian. We said Aquarius is kind of a gay man. So is Mercury. Mercury is very, you know, volatile, as we would say in alchemy. He's, he's this thing, he's that thing. Uh, Gemini, I'm a Gemini, for example. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. It's said of us that we're able to go to parties and just talk to lots of different people and put slightly different masks on quite easily to engage with this person because we kind of pick up who you are. And, you know, like the nervous system does it, it picks up who you are and transmits it somewhere else. So it's this teaching system. It's a teaching system. Each each of the seven archetypes, there are actually eight archetypes, but they, they get rid of one on purpose because that's the unknowable. Uh, so you got these pairs of opposites, you know, Mars and Venus. Carl Jung would call the animus and the anima. It's the male and female principles that are always interacting. So, like, the, the female principle would be something like desire. I want this. And she's always desiring a male thing, so it's desiring something that will give her energy. So it's, I really want that beer because it will give me this thing that I want. I really want that whatever it is. So this male and female thing are all, always together. Uh, the sun and the moon are the conscious and subconscious and Jupiter and, and uh, Saturn uh, are opposites also. Jupiter's like a, a universal expansiveness and Saturn's a universal limitation, contraction. So just knowing these things, and believe me, knowing these things, you can you just work it all out. Uh, like some of the most famous philosophers ever and recent smarty people, including Carl Jung, have essentially derived their systems from, from this stuff because it's been worked out years ago. Humans have been alive a long time. The, uh, the one to the right of the menorah looks very interesting. That looks kind of cabalic. That is, that is the Kabbalah with the serpent climbing up the tree of life. Uh, essentially, the tree of life has seven spheres that you can interact with. So it's, it's just the same system, seven spheres of the yeah. tree of life. There are nine on it altogether. Stroke 10, stroke 11. It gets complicated, but there, there, are, there are 
seven. The seven planets are on there. Next to that is, do you know about the day, the Dagon tribe, the Dogon tribe? Yeah, in Africa now, mm. the the guys were obsessed with Sirius. They were, and they essentially have the same story of the the same story of Noah, mm. and the um. What's it called? Genesis. The Genesis story has these um, the Nomo in it. Those are the Nomo on, on the the top right hand side. The Nomo, these guys that come from Sirius and they come down and they teach this serpent wisdom. They're half fish that go in the air like uh, Oannes was half fish, born of the form of the sea. Is uh, is is they're all these liminal creatures. They they come from the waters. Basically, what it is is the sun plops in the water at night and goes into that Saturnian underworld. Well, the sun becomes a fish. It goes in the water. And so it's these unconscious things, again, that are difficult to catch. And they're, they're all two by two by. There's actually eight Nomo as well. And then one gets taken away. So there's this all two by two by two. And you even find... I found this story of, of these... Um, these, they say the fish people sometimes they don't have elbows. They can't articulate themselves. Basically, we have to articulate for them because they're archetypes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, even the Shinto religion in Japan has that that same thing. The and they have it in Greece. Like the first men that come out are unformed. Sometimes the bubbles. Sometimes the like splats of stuff. Uh, with like jelly arms and and things like that, and it's just these proto men, and, and they're really a, a description of uh, archetypes. Uh, and so that, that'll do. Well, if we go to the um, the center right image, we can see two fish priests around the tree of life, and we're just saying this is all the same stuff. Yeah. So they are essentially serpent guys. We said the fish and the serpent are essentially interchangeable. Right, So and so is Jesus. Please don't... There's some numbers in red there and left. Don't read them else. You'll ruin it for yourself later on. I forgot to take those off. I made a big discovery since since the last time I was here. Um, so Jesus was one of these same characters. He He's this, a serpent on a pole, as we can see in that, that main image in the bottom left. Um, if we look at the top right... We can see, uh, an, uh, I think it's Byzantine, that one. So it's, it's very early period. Jesus holding his arms out there, stood on a, on a, on a globe, of, which is the galaxy, essentially, stood over a, a seven-headed serpent mm. because he's he's one of these serpent teachers. He's got control of this serpent. And then if we look to the bottom left of that, there's an alchemical image that's, that's the sacred androgyne, and he's ex in exactly the same pose as Jesus, He's just got a male and female figure. And I, I, I've, if we look back to that Jesus figure, I've put a little picture of Jesus to show that most depictions of Jesus, he looks very male-female. He'll, he'll give him rosy cheeks and delicate lips and nice that's lamp a, hair. That's mm. a point I've never thought about. No, they yeah. are kind of... There is a, a level of... Uh, you know, forgive the beard. <laughs> yeah, but he's... Beautiful, it's soft, it? soft features, yeah, not, soft, a, yeah. not very masculine. Not very masculine features because he's this sacred androgyne creature. And and you, you can quite see that this um, double-headed androgyne's in the same pose. It's stood on a, on a snake. It's got the seven planets around it. It's just it's all. Oh the my same god! Oh, no. There's um, 
You're saying about Byzantine. There is, um, I can't remember what they call it, but in the old Byzantine churches and cathedrals, they had a name for the artwork that was in the dome. It had a special name. Right. And there was a painting done of Jesus, and it's a mirror. Uh, fuck, this is wild. This painting is probably a thousand years old, maybe a bit, maybe, no, it's probably... Maybe it's five, six hundred years old. It's a portrait of Jesus. If you put a mirror down the middle, yeah. you get two completely dim- different, different images of one's him. One's a man, one's a One man. angelic, one human. It's right. talking about yeah. the dual nature of the, God. The two of souls Jesus. of Pisces, the one that is oh, with God and the one that goes off its own way. Fantastic. Oh, God. I've got to have to look, look that up now. It's a really famous piece of uh, yeah. like medieval art. It's like... You just look at the image and it just looks like a picture of Jesus, but you, you put it down the middle, you get like a, a mortal man on one mm. side and like the... The angelic. The mm. angelic, yeah. yeah. Wow. Awesome. So my favourite image of all this stuff I found when I was putting this slide together and I've loved it ever since. Um, I'll tell you, let me, let me stop for a moment, sorry. If, if we look at the images on from the pillars... If it's, where it says I-N-R-I, and it's got a picture of Jesus there. If you look to the image on the left of that, we can see a green snake that I've drawn out. So Jesus has a serpent on one hand, and if you look to the other side of his hand, Jesus' left hand, there's another serpentine thing. So I'm just showing that, you know, even on these pillars, Jesus is surrounded by serpents. Um he's equated to, to the serpent Moses put on, on the, the pole in the desert as well. Brothers of the serpent. Mm-hmm. Is this serpent knowledge? Ser- serpents are polar animals. You can be healed with its blood or poisoned with its venom. And that's it. It's a polarity. And Jesus goes, hey, the good and the bad, weigh it out, baby. So the, the image in the bottom right is of Saturn, death, uh, killing something. He's got the tree of life in his hand and he's beating down a, a, a dragon. And from the dragon, its blood's leaking out and he's making something from its blood. Yeah. And it's basically, he's, it's George and the dragon. It's the exact same images yeah. as George and the dragon. He's, he's just, the, the dragon's like your instincts and your egos and all these other horrible things that you got on you. And you just, you just provide the fire of your willpower and, and break it down. You, you kill it and you break it down. You go, oh, what, what's what's it made of this? Oh, it's made of my father ignoring me and, and that time I got bullied at school and mm. the last time I, I nearly hit that guy and I know I shouldn't have done and, you know, all this darkness in me and then you go, oh, there's something wrong with me. And you go, oh, actually, I'm, I'm a little bit violent. There's there's something in my nature that's a little bit violent. Maybe I should go and join the army and and, and make something of that. You know, mould it into something good. I know it's just an extreme example, but yeah. <laughs> we've got to we've got to go see these places to illustrate these things. It's kind of reminiscent of the art representing Saint um, the Archangel Michael defeating the devil as well. Yes. I think there is links between that and the George sure and the would, Dragon. Yeah, I'd be sure. I would be representations. Sure it, yeah. yeah. Right. So. Um, <laughs> the handbags. The handbag yeah. guys. So, always got. Something. So these guys are teaching the serpent knowledge. This is what I'm showing with the, with this slide now. 
if you see two serpents going up a pole or two fish around a pole, it's all the same stuff they're teaching you this polarity serpent knowledge. So the guy, Owani, star on the left from uh, Assyria, Sumeria, Phoenicia, all these places, um, he's come from the liminal place of the ocean, the archetypal place. He's come from the unconscious waters. He's come up to teach civilization, philosophy, building, shamanism, mathematics, and all these other things. And all we've spoken about so far is those things. Yeah. If we looked uh, to the bottom right of that, we can see a, an alchemical image of Hermes himself, who's the androgyne from alchemy, and he's holding serpent poles everywhere. On, on the left, that guy's attacking too much. He's a bit too confident. His sword's behind him, and he's like, oh, come on then, I'll have you. Have at you, sir. Yeah. And then the right-hand chap is cowering back. He's a bit of a pussy, and he's not doing it, and his sword's out in front of him, and... Here we go. That guy's got his willy out. The guy that's scared there, he's he's using his penis. He's wasting his penis. The guy that's less scared, he's holding his penis back. This is Tantra. <laughs> alchemy and Tantra. Are this, yeah, <laughs> alchemy and Tantra are the same thing. Wow. Uh, we're getting towards the big secrets of alchemy and how all these things come together. Um or not, as the case would be, if you know what I'm talking about. So Adam and Eve around the tree are the same thing. However, what is this thing we're talking about? Well, Kundalini's, uh, as far as we can work out, on a chemical scientific level, although it has mystical levels above it, is um, essentially uh, an endogenous... DMT experience, as far as we can tell. You basically take over your endocrine system and you're generating your own drug experience, but fixing it, because it's you that's doing it. You're not taking a drug to do it. You've mastered it yourself. And if these things are real, that would mean you do have contact with the universe in an entirely different way, a magical way, as a magician would. And as it said, is that the universe seems to gain favour with you. And for lots of people that have experimented with this kind of stuff, it does seem that way. I often fail at it. I'm a sexual man, so it's difficult for me. But when I have done the things I need to do, it does hugely feel like you connect with the universe in a different way and synchronicities increase and wow. and, and lots of things. You might just be kidding yourself, but I don't think so because, because crazy things do happen. Right, so, um, Phil, on our first meeting it was on zoom a year oh yeah ago. yeah um you said you weren't very convinced by um john allegro's sacred mushroom and the cross and i said to you i would love to show you some images because it's all very pictorial a, a lot of the i'm, I'm yeah. you know my background's an artist so i'm naturally attracted to images so just to clear this up we just said Everything in here is serpent teaching, serpent knowledge. And to get to the place of the waters where the polarities are, where you can really learn from them, you've got to get into the unconscious. You can do the Kundalini way. You can do it from dancing. You can do it from repetitive drumming or chants. There's lots of ways to do it. Funny breathing in weird ways. Yeah. Uh, sex, you know, prolonged sex. Um, or you can do it with drugs. Mm. Now look at that top right image there. 
It's it's essentially the same. All these images here, apart apart from the chap on the left, there, all those images are the same. I'm saying are the same image. Can you see how they're all the same image? Two people stood around the tree, essentially to a serpenty central pillar. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. like the wings above. Yeah, so and the, it look like a clock. It looks like a clock, yeah. or it could be a. a is the, the spokes that, wheel? That's Anu. That's Anu who you know is in Anunnaki. That's Anu who lives at the Pole Star. Right. He's the center center part that doesn't move because the Tree of Life stands for unity, and then it splits off into lots of polarities, doesn't it? A tree you got a yeah. trunk and then splits. Off. So it's unity. It's a unity tree, really. Mercury, there is unity of those two polar opposites. The sacred and the giant is unity. The Pole Star is unity because that's where everything else moves around. That yeah. Well, if you look at the, the the what would be the fish guys on that top right image, the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, they look like definitely mushrooms. The mushrooms, yeah. but just I suppose figures with something on their head, aren't they? As well. Yeah, yeah, like the fish guys. Well, the the fish the fish mushrooms have gills. Yeah, and they look like mushrooms look like snakes and penises. Mm. You know, the the three things most languages have as slang for a, a penis is a, a cock. A snake or a mushroom, and we'll see all those. All three of those are symbols for mushrooms. Definitely Epstein. <laughs> Epstein definitely had a mushroom cock, and yeah. uh, Weinstein, I believe. Yeah, very. A lot of these creeps, <laughs> it seems, have mushroom cocks. Yeah, and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to go back to Allegro, mm-hmm. um, I've read his books, and I found them uh, compelling. Yes. The problem with his work that I have is that I think you've got to be like a fucking outstanding linguist. Philologist. To be able to evaluate it fairly, and I'm not. No, same so, here. Same here. Yeah. So I've nothing, not, nothing against Allegro at all. It's just that it, I can't be convinced by it because I'm not an expert. Yeah, because of the other things I've figured out, I believe him. Yeah. And there's certain bits you can follow. But a lot of the time he's making those, he's he's guessing those words, you know. They're not real words. They're not proven words. He's kind of gone, well, there's that word over there and that word. It probably comes from this word here. Mm. So he's guessing at them a lot. But what he's doing, I, I, that is a lot of the word games he's playing uh, is how magicians do it. Spelling. Spelling, yeah, it is spelling. Sting some spells. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so um back to the px and the the serpenty guys the there's a we can see a chicken guy there to in in the middle ish can we see and that's a braxis and he always has these two serpents coming out of his bottom end for anybody looking at this it's if you look in the center roll there's like a chicken guy towards the <laughs> towards the left <laughs> Well, he's got he's got a cock for a head, you know, like a mushroom, and, and the the what that really is is that 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 it, conscious mind is the sunshine wakes up in the morning like the cock, like your penis, and the the, the serpents below are the unconscious, the, uh, these watery things, and then the man meets in the middle, right, and the shield is because he stops you from uh, he stops good and evil getting one up on each other, like we said before. So we've got lots of images of this PX around here. I'm going to move this on quite quickly because other things come up. But if you turned that Abraxas chap upside down, mm. which you can see, it looks like a mushroom. All these shapes, 
on these center images are basically mushrooms. As you can see, they're like fleur de lis, but they're all mushrooms. Mm. We look at the PX on the top right, in the, in the very top right there. There's, there's a Cairo. It's just drawn inside a mushroom. Yeah. Whenever we look at the omegas in any of those um, PXs, those Cairo's along the top row, all those are, have these little kind of Abraxas serpent legs. You turn again, turn upside down as a mushroom. Do I think I have any right to do this? Well, that cup of Dionysus, which is a PX cup, it's the same thing. Mm. And if we look just one down, that we can see a circular image. Yeah. The only circular image. That's an early image of Jesus. Wow. With the PX. And those two things around his head that look like those are, are opium poppies. Oh, was he? Yeah. Wow. Left of that is a Hamza, which is is a charm from Israel, which is a hand again. Like You know, we keep mm. talking about these hands. And the second you turn upside down, it's just so clearly a mushroom. Mm. Same as the fleur de lis on the left. The, the symbol for my school was a fleur de lis. And it means the flower of Isis, which is another, you know, Egyptian reference. Mm -hmm. So that is a bit of a clusterfuck. <laughs> the, but this, the next few images are going to be clusterfuck. So you can just, you can see from pattern recognition that all these are, are mushroomy symbols. Mm. Okay. Now, before the clusterfuck begins, this is Venus. Yeah. Venus is born of the foam of the sea. According to Gordon Wasson, the etymology of form of the sea is mousse Elon, which is old French for form of the sea, mushroom. Oh, right. Okay. Because the ancients thought, because the squidgy and stuff, mushrooms, they thought it was related to, they thought they were born of sea form. They thought it came from, say, like moss, the things from moss, moussa. Mm. You know, mushrooms often grow in moss. So... That character, Ion, or Uranus, is, was, was a name for him in Greece, had his penis cut off by Saturn, and it was cast down, and the blood and, and the sperm and all those things mixed in the waters, these unconscious waters again, where those two fish of Pisces were. One of them was carrying Venus, and it carries her to the form of the sea at the top. It's even called Aphros, which means the form of the sea. So you get Aphrodite, which is the Greek version. Aphrodite Urania is this universal love Venus character. Born of this, I mean, a penis looks like a mushroom. We've said it a minute ago. If you turn Venus upside down, uh, she's in the form of a mushroom. She's got green hair and stuff because she's off one of my videos there. <laughs> but, um, you know, she, she's, she's a mushroom born of the form of sea, Moose Elhon. It also means that it's alluding to this Kundalini stuff as well. It, because it's so well-practiced and been done by such clever guys, they've always got layers of meaning to them, and they're always the same things over and over and over again. So here we go. Here's lots of mushroom proof. So top left, that's some of the, one of the oldest images we got, and it's a mushroom man off a cave wall, just to show you how long this wow. has been. Essentially, art's been going on as long as... The, sorry, there have been mushrooms drawn on cave walls as long as there's been art. <laughs> It looks like they go hand in hand, to be honest. Mm. So that's a guy with a mushroom head. I stood under the mushroom. Be mushroomed. Next to that, there's a black and white image of Buddha under a flare de lis. Mm. But then next to that, there are images of Buddha with a mushroom over his head. 
under those two, there's two more images of Buddha with mushrooms over his head. In the bottom left, there's an Aztec figure of a chap with a mushroom <laughs> over his head. Next to that, we've got an image of Peter from from our the Sato the, 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 the our pillars, pillars yeah. yeah, with a fish with kills and and the very weird looking flirtily over the top of his head. And we we we'd said that you know that fish is to do with the right side of the brain and catching these archetypal things. And you know it's all you know we said it'd be a clusterfuck these images, but they're all intermingling with each other now. Next to that. We'll come up in a minute. Is um, uh, an image of Buddha's foot. Buddha was said to walk around on one foot, like Saturn walked on one foot in the middle of that foot. It might be difficult to see, but there's essentially the the print of a mushroom, the underside of a mushroom with its yeah. radiating spikes. Underneath that, there's that huh? U shape of of Abraxas legs with two flirtilies on the top. If we look to the right of that, we got an actual Amanita mushroom. But underneath that, we've got Saturn's one leg there. And I've coloured in his robe red because it's getting at something else. Next to that, we've got an image of Adam and Eve around a mushroom tree. And it is a bloody mushroom, that though. That's a very famous image. A very famous one, yeah. I think that was on the back cover of one of Allegro's books. Yes, that we we talked about in the very first Mm. podcast. Above that is uh, a tarot card from the very first tarot deck of the Lovers. Which is two people, right? It's Adam and Eve around a tree. Mm. He, he, our modern decks is even drawn as Adam and Eve, and with a big mushroom between them. You say the very mm. first tarot deck. Yeah. So Visconti, the Sforza's Visconti deck from like fourteen oh two. Oh, so is that the earliest wind, wind that's been found? Is that the earliest? Yes, I, I I could even go as far as believing it's the first deck, seeing as the history behind it. It's like uh, it, it comes from Venice at the start of the modern world, essentially, at Renaissance time. And this is the time that what they're doing is uh, the old world died, is gone. And all, all the priests have stopped being priests now and they've gone and been merchants. But some of them are selling information onto the, you know, the Medicis and all these other families. And this is where the Renaissance come from. Like they yeah. get hold of hermeticism and other things. Yeah. So I'm not going to into it, but those two lovers are essentially... All about mushrooms, you know. The the tarot is this. Everything I'm explaining to you, right? To, in all these episodes, has been about the tarot. So drugs is absolutely in there, and that that is just especially when you look close. It's obviously a mushroom. His hat is a mushroom. Her dress has a big mushroom stain going up to it, going up to a head. Just everything about it says mushrooms. If we go top right of that. We have Quetzalcoatl swallowing, who is a feathered serpent, just like um, Oanis is a fish in the air, a feathered serpent, a snake in the air. Uh, also kind of representing the Leviathan, and he's swallowing, they're just swallowing people. And that um, the serpent in the top right is the cult of arms of the House Sforzas, Visconti, who is the guys that made that tarot deck. And actually that, that, that serpent eating a red man is just a, a guy who's totally red and holding his arms up like a mushroom. That uh, cult of arms is on that mushroom umbrella in that image. You just can't see it. It's a, it's a close-up of it. I can see it, yeah. yeah. I can tell next to the, to the white cross. Yeah, cross. Mm-hmm. yeah. wow. Uh, so underneath that, I've drawn some more mushroom guys. We've got uh, Osiris there, and he's doing his mushroom pose. Next to that, we've got 
Ermin Sul, which is very much like uh, the Tree of Life and Thor's Hammer. Thor's Hammer is beneath that. You can see it there next to Osiris. Then we've got Jesus on the cross, same thing. And then I've put um, Oanis again with a flirty lee on his head. And then the very last image in the bottom right-hand corner is Osiris with a bird coming to land. And Osiris has a erect (laughs) penis. Mm. It's just always getting at the same stuff. An erect penis looks like a mushroom, especially Amanita muscaria, which has a white stem and and a big red top. We can see in the middle there. I think there's two... There's two small ones around the bigger one. It's a bit like a candle as well. Yes. Candles are used more modern um, uh, religions, aren't they, a lot? Yeah, so we were talking about the menorah before, which is seven (laughs) candlesticks, and you'll see uh, maybe on the next set of slides, actually, that, if again, a mushroom upside down, a fully opened mushroom upside down looks like a fountain, like the fountain of youth. So, yes, very, very good on the candlestick. Right, so, I love this slide. So, um, the top left image there was the night I gave myself a hug. That's, that's, my, that's my, uh, my little memory token there. What had happened was I'd, I'd been on the, the, the case of all this stuff. It's probably about five years ago now. And um, I was rooting around for the Philosopher's Stone in alchemy. And I saw this image... And I I exclaimed, grabbed hold of my friend who barely knew anything about all this stuff. And I just went, I explained it to him and he went, oh my God, you have found it, haven't you? And I gave myself a hug. I caught, I was a little bit drunk (laughs) by the time I'd explained it to him. And the next thing you know, I was giving myself a hug like, well done, it was worth all that sacrifice to find out what this was. So in the top left there, we have Alchemia, who's one of the many um, icons of alchemy. She represents the whole of the art, as as we would say. Um, And she's an Amanita muscaria mushroom. If you look at a vagina there, it's got a little bit of pubis there. And if you look at the mushroom next to it, I've split one down the middle so you you can see it. Now, the one that's on its side at the back of that, you can see there's some mud on, on the bulb of the stem there. That's actually inside the upper layers of skin at the bottom. That That's in there. You're not getting it out. So, so that's a part of the mushroom, as it were. It is soil, but it's grown in there. So that's the pubes at the bottom. Now, if, if we look up the, up the head, the colours of it are essentially red, yellow, white, and black. And we can see with the bird, and we keep seeing about this bird that's coming down to grab the boy. Mm-hmm. In this case, a girl. So that's the top of the mushroom, and you can see it's the same colours. She stood on two wells. Now, if you know anything about taking Amanita muscaria as a drug, you eat it, or the shaman eats it, or an animal eats it once, and then it's supercharged by the body, and then you drink the urine. So these are these two wells. Now, if we look... These colours, these are very important, these colours, and they'll keep coming up. So it starts black, it goes white, then golden or yellow, and then red at the top, just like Father Christmas's colours. Yeah, yeah. Right? So now we look at uh, an image of the Tree of Life from Alchemy and a few other bits next to those mushroom images. We can see a red lady in the tree. That's suspicious of a red mushroom, isn't it? But the whole of the... The actual structure is in the shape of a mushroom. 
if you can see that. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. the stem and the yeah. top. Yeah. Then we've got the red ring in there. Then on the image next to that, and the final image on the top row, these are the knight of alchemy. These, these are the knight of alchemy, and he's given away the secret. Oh, we can see on his breastplate there, we've got these same colors, black, white, yellow, and red, in alchemy known as Negredo, Albedo, Citrinas, and Ribedo, the, the stages of alchemy, which are the colors of the mushroom. And if you want double proof that I'm right, if he's got those two wells underneath him again, one's got golden colour and one's got silver oh, colour. Yeah. Oh my god! A close up of that. Yeah, can yeah. you see this little statue there? It's pissing. a little boy pissing, stood on two mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, eat it and then drink the piss. Uh, and drink the piss, and and the piss of little boys was particularly prized back in those days. Oh my god! <laughs> so you know, this is it. It's it. This is it. Like, no fucking around. This is it. So, bottom left, we've got Melusine. Hang on. Has that Come night, on, on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Can't drop that and then just... Has that knight got seven stars around his head? He has, yeah. Of course he fucking has. Oh, my word. This is uh, wild. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. That's fine, mate. There's a lot to take in this. Yeah, so... Um, we had Melisine in a previous uh, podcast, who's the Starbucks lady with the two um, fins that come out. And, and she was in a bath, do you remember? And her husband came and looked at her and she flew off. Yeah, like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> like my ex. <laughs> Sorry to bring you up. Uh, so she's another representation of this. She's got a cup with a serpent in it. This is just the same thing. This is the, the mushroom. It goes into a cup form and it's, you know, it's got a serpent and it's got this polar serpent. It'll mess you up and it'll Heal you. bring your soul, soul out. And, and it's about the unconscious. Um, second image from the left on the bottom. We've got an image of the tree of life. It's just like a mushroom. Then on the image next to that, we've got another tarot card. And he's, I mean, for people at home, they might be able, they'll be able to see, but it's tough for us. He's essentially holding a mushroom. The lady next to that is the star card from the tarot again, and she's holding a dress in a in a way that fronts around the middle, and then she's got a stem going to the ground. On the next image to that, we've got a chalice, the Holy Grail kind of an idea, with this tree of life, Caduceus, Caduceus Paul in the again. middle. Yep. On the top of it is Hermes with a funny skirt on again, looking like a pineal gland or a, a liberty cap mushroom. Six, seven, got seven, the seven gods around the outside, gods, yeah. the seven stars, mm -hmm. and then seven serpents. Yeah, the seven me. serpent guys. Yeah, and Mercury being the intermediary that goes between them all. He can go above, <laughs> he can go below, yeah. and he's dealing with the unconscious. And, it's messenger of the gods. And Mercury. a psychopomp taking people to the land of the dead and bringing them back. Next, <laughs> next to that, on the right hand side, we've got the pole, the serpent going up it, and rather than the little nubbin on top or the wings, we've got the cup that is the upturned mushroom, the the, the grail form mushroom. Fuck. So just over, you know, you can lose it in the literature, but it's there in the art, if you've got the eyes to see. Yeah. Did you press R? Oh, no. I don't think it's loaded all the images now. Is it not? Seems to be adding in one every so often, doesn't it? P is forward. Yeah. Oh what? That's fine. If we go to the previous lot, we can we can find it in there. 
You're into it. There we that's lovely. Okay, it just disappears. Sorry guys, take a few seconds to go over to, to get them all back. Or not. Is it not so I, scooting backwards? Is it not maybe going maybe backwards? It's just having trouble loading. Maybe that was what was up the other, the other one. Yeah. Maybe they were in there and it was just taking its time. Look, it's it's playing silly buggies yeah. now. Why is it doing this? Oh, look. So when you do mushrooms, you're supposed to drink your own piss? Not um, the mushrooms that we tend to eat in this country, no. But on with that, yeah, it, it that increases in potential, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the, the active property gets decarboxylated, basically, it gets a carbon molecule taken off it. Wow. Uh, and an, or is it oxygen? Something like that. And gets a bit stronger. No way. How many times can you drink your own piss after? I think it's seven. <laughs> Obviously. Enough, yeah. Not 72. Uh, I mean, you could try drinking it 72 times. <laughs> I think you'd be thirsty after that, though. I don't know if it counts. It'd be quite salty, wouldn't it? Oh, sorry about this. It's uh... It's gone funky. It has. Um, I think it's working. If it's the if hot keys, it's yeah. the hot keys that aren't working. Um, so uh, just uh, just hang on while I skip through about a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, you got. Oh my god, go that's mind blowing. That last one, uh, it really is. There's so much in it. Yeah. What do you make of it all so far, Matt? Um, I am learning with every slide. Um, I think what it is 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 uh, what's coming to light for me as a, a muggle is that um, I think the repetition of the imagery within so many different things and then it's sort of through so many different cultures, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose, like you're saying, starting with like ancient Sumer all the way through. Um, and I suppose it makes me think more about sort of where it all comes from, to be honest with you. Would this be time to take a break like we normally do with Ryan? Well, I mean, we've done an hour and 20 already. So we're not many oh, more we? to go on this little... All right, okay. Yeah, so... I'm going forwards from here. Um, yes. Oh, gosh. I don't know why it's doing this. Is it just being a knob? <laughs> oh, hang on, there's a... What's this? It really is being a knob. I hate it's, OBS. It's just OBS, isn't it? Just uh, for some reason. There's all the slides are there and the uh, all the files are there. Yeah. It's just uh, technology. They don't want this information to come out, <laughs> right? This is what I'm... The, what We've I'm gone to some lengths. Yeah. It's just too earth-shattering. Yeah. These uh, software geeks, they can't be having this this stuff out, coming out. Yeah, it's I just, think it's just taking its time, isn't it? Yeah. Can you not start the slideshow at a different picture? Only, um, no. Okay. <laughs> We're quite close anyway. We're getting that. See, it's not even letting me change the transitions. It's it's been a bit funky tonight. It's being broken on purpose. Mm. Yeah. I think it's um 
think the Freemasons must be listening in. And they sent a like North Korea hack. <laughs> GCH. The North Korean chapter. <laughs> yeah. And they're uh I think what I'll close do, us down. For next time I should break these into like groups of ten. Do you think? Yeah. I think maybe that's what it is. It's just too much. Too many. Come on. Oh come on, you bitch. Oh, we're so close. Just don't keep hammering the... <laughs> Stop mashing the keypad. <laughs> yeah. Give it a chance to catch up. You need a dialing wand. <laughs> Is that the Simpsons? Yeah. Oh. Oh, we're so close. Oh, fingers crossed. Here we are. There we go. Right, so... Oh, sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> so let's, let's keep the pace up. So we can get there. There's very, very few slides after this in this section. So top left again, there's a better picture of we'd seen in the tarot cards in the last one. There was a lady like hutching her dress up to a funny shape. So there's Mercury on top of a pillar next to like an Adam and Eve character again. But this time colored in brown, just straight up colored in brown, like a Liberty cat mushroom, which I put for your convenience underneath that image. Mm. To the right of um, Mercury there, we've got an image of Dionysus doing the same thing. He's in the same shape. He's in the pillar. He is a pillar. He's got his dress bunched in the same way. And then to the right of that, we've got what's called the the funeral bark of Osiris, which is the same shape again. It's, It's this pillar with a mushroom on top that looks like a Liberty Cat mushroom. That was the bolt, was it? That he was... Uh, yes. Yeah. It's it's still a bit obscure to me, that myth. There's, it, it's odd. Yeah. It's very odd. Um, that seems to be something that's essentially the Ark of the Covenant beneath it. So I remember that there was the Rod of Aaron and a few other things in the Ark of the Covenant, which sound phallic. So yeah. I, think, I think that's what they're getting at. Um, the measurements of the Ark of the Covenant are certainly coming up later. Oh, cool. Uh, right, so next to that, we've got Horus and Set. Set is, is Saturn in Egypt, um, the, the dark part of Saturn. And they are pulling two sides of a, a, a kind of a tree spine thing. If you can see, they've got the foot on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's That's a it. spine going up. It's like the hips, basically. And then there's a spine going up. That's actually the glyph for the lungs, but they are getting at a spine. I've actually put a spine on the image to the right of that uh-huh. to show you how much it looks like the spine. That is actually the glyph for the lungs, but they're not getting at the lungs. It's to do with this pumping idea. If we look underneath Horus and Set there, there's a big image of the churning of the Milky Ocean from the Rig Veda and the Mahabharata which is just the same thing. You've got seven gods on one side, seven demons on the other side, and they're they're churning away this central pillar with a serpent wrapped around the pillar. And out from the churning of this milky ocean come these things. Uh, One of them is a cow, for example. There's just lots of things, and you're supposed to ignore the things until you get to the last thing. (laughs) It's, it's, It's this idea of... It's the same thing as with the snakes, basically. You're kind of churning up your past, your milky ocean, your internal world, waiting for the serpents to come up and sorting them out, like we've been saying. 
philosophizing them and, and psychologicalizing them. And again, we've got Adam and Eva on the tree with a snake and, and the, these this mushroom thing. So, you know, it's always a brain and a spine, a penis, uh, a mushroom, a snake. You know, it's all these things are getting mixed and mixed and mixed and mixed together. And to, as we said, a clusterfuck, but hopefully your brain will break just as you get it and you get this wonderful enlightenment after, after your brain's broken. And that happens a few times when you try and get all this information. Oh, oh no, not again. Let's try that. Yeah. Oh no. Why is he done it again? I've even lost Zoom now. Oh no. There we go. Do you see that? Uh, it's just come. Yay! Yay! Oh, that's great. Why didn't we think of this earlier? <laughs> <sighs> right. So <laughs> let's just. Feels <laughs> <laughs> genuinely sweating now. Like me when I go that beer. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> it's uh, technology. It's a pain in the dick. Yeah. yeah. True that. So, top left, we've got um, Adam and Eve around a tree. And if we look at the... There's a bit of a cutout there where, to, to underneath Adam. And we can see that basically that tree of life is made of lots of psilocybin semilantisiata mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, clearly. Uh, the middle top, again, Adam and Eve, tree of life, giving each other a fruit, serpent going up the tree, and a big Amanita muscaria mushroom top in the back. The next one to that is um, pounded or cast into metal. And again, we've got just two big mushrooms. Um, not even any messing about. I've put in the top right-hand corner uh, an image from the pillars at Rivington of uh, the, the serpent with the apple just to show that these themes are still present on, on the pillars that I've been looking at. Uh, bottom right, Jesus pointing to a tree. And that tree's in the shape of a semilanciata again, and it's got semilanciatas in it. Um, next to him on the left is a picture of Adam and Eve together. And it might be difficult for us guys to see, but when I, even when I've looked on a phone at home, it, this is... This, still visible um yeah they're just basically surrounded by mushrooms yeah, all around see. them and then uh there's another adam and eve in the center there giving each other mushrooms from a mushroom tree another red and white mushroom tree sometimes you hear people say uh pass this off as if it was you know medieval people just drew trees in this stylized way and it is true to some extent but they don't draw trees like that they just don't those are very organic, you know, a, a lot, the, the one on the top left is so psychedelically drawn, they, they almost look like flesh. And having looked at so many medieval images in my time, they don't all look like mushrooms. A lot of them, yes, they are stylistically drawn, but not in the form of mushrooms, they just look funny. So there you go, a rapid one. Could could you load up the next image, possibly, Ben? So here we have of Jesus himself as the mushroom. Top left, um, clearly in a mushroom. I've put a mushroom underneath him just to show you that he's in a mushroom. Then the image on the top row, second from the left, we've got Jesus on top, stretching out his arms with his 12 disciples. And then under that is just literally a mushroom now. He's a big brown mushroom. Oh, is that the same picture? Yeah, it's the same image. So that someone drew that 
as it as it's shown on the screen with the yeah. top image. Oh, mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to draw, isn't it? Because well, Jesus is the mushroom. Yeah. If you know Jesus is the mushroom, it's not that weird. It's this experience, isn't he, of cleaning yourself out and this death rebirth thing. Um, so next to that, we've got Jesus with his arms out and above four different kinds of magic mushrooms. Um, above that, I've put just some examples of trees. Or there's, the, the, there's an angel there looking at three nails from the, the three nails that crucified Jesus that are very much encoded with many things, including numbers, but it's obviously supposed to be mushrooms. I'll show you why in a little bit. Um, then there's a Mary Magdalene or whoever it is holding a big mushroom cup, looking like a mushroom herself. Their actual <laughs> headdress is a headpiece is a mushroom. Then, as we've seen, alchemical wells before. There's Mary and Jesus in a well, the mushroom well. She's got a mushroom headpiece on again. And if we look in the top right, it's a close-up of Mary absolutely looking like an Amanita mushroom. And most of the time when you see Mary and Jesus with each other and Jesus is a little boy, and you'll see in the iconography, it's a, the, the, you hear the excuse for Mary looking all crying and stuff. It's, oh, she's upset because she knows he's going to die in the mm. future. And then you look at her eyes and she just looks fucked. <laughs> it's not even a, she's been crying. You can see the difference. She looks wrecked. And I mean, look at her eyes there. She just looks star spangled, mangled. <laughs> she does look pretty wrecked. She looks wrecked. And, and in most of them, she looks wrecked. In a lot of them, Jesus has got a fly in his leg. He'll have a little skirt on uh, above his leg. And then on his leg is a fly. Yeah. Because another name for Amanita Muscaria is Fly Agaric. Oh. So underneath that, we've got, uh, underneath Mary there, we've got an image of lots of mushrooms growing out the ground and Jesus is stood above them. Um, I've put a grail chalice mushroom there to show you that they're not always red. What happens is the, the red, when it turns into a chalice shape in the forest or wherever it is, and the rain gets into it, all that red washes out, that's where the psychoactive stuff is. And it looks like wine in a, in a golden oh, chalice. Wow. They call that gnome wine as, as as well as other things. Then right in the center on the bottom row, we've got an image of Jesus uh, next to a phallic looking person with a Phrygian Liberty cap on again. And Jesus has got hold of the end of this person's robe and he's looking right at the end of it. And it's got the shape of a mushroom in it. I mean, he's just, why would you grab hold of the end of someone's robe to look at it and if you look at the bottom half of that person it looks like a phallus it's like a big penis thing now mm. stuff to see on here but then on the next one to that we've got i forgot who it is praying to jesus but jesus is basically a, a, a mushroom. mushroom definitely a mushroom there and then on the very bottom left hand image we've got jesus's jesus around mushrooms looking at mushrooms skipping around some mushrooms yeah. mm. and the bottom right we've got salvador dali's <laughs> image of jesus Crucified in a mushroom. And, you know, if you are going to do mushrooms, looking at Salvador Dali books, yeah. <laughs> I believe I've heard. You've heard. It's uh, quite interesting experience. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, and, oh, uh, I missed one out there. Just to the left of that is Jesus uh, with uh, healing a leper who's sat under three mushrooms. Yeah. Could we have the next image unless there's any questions or any any... Oh, right. No, this is just showing you these were the precursors to Jesus, Dionysus and Bacchus, both with 
had been discussed before. They're the same character. Dionysus is from Greece. Bacchus from Rome. As we know, the Romans pretty much took on the Greek pantheon. So top left is a picture of Dionysus as a tree. Looks like a spine as well. Yeah, exactly. It? It's a spine again. And the, the fronds would be the brain. Mm. Uh, then next to that, to the right of that, we've got Dionysus as a tree again, just drawn slightly differently, just showing you we get the same thing, but he's got a bit of a mushroom shape to his bottom half there, as we've seen before. Mm. Dionysus was um, ivy leaves around his head, and the next image with the three green leaves around a ring is actually from the pillars, and it's this Dionysus character again, who's holding the key on the pillars and all these other things, so... Then next to that, we've got um, Dionysus and Dionysus again. And he's, if you just look around him, all his iconography, everything around him is mushrooms. Yeah. Mm. Bottom left, we've got Dionysus again on a chariot. And the person at the front of the chariot within the folds of their dress are clearly mushrooms. This is a very oh, frequently, wow. it's very frequently done that. The, the just it's folded in that way and the, there's lots of mushrooms. Yeah. Next to that. Now, something that I had heard was missing from many of these things is, well, if it's emanates in the sky, where's all the piss? <laughs> well, there's Bacchus pissing, and, and in that same image, uh, there's two ladies further down the stream drinking from, from, the, drinking from the river that he's <laughs> peeing into. So there you go. Oh, man. I think even Jesus said, uh, those that drink and drink again will know eternal life yeah. uh, next to Bacchus having a pee though we've got Bacchus clearly in the shape of a mushroom he's got a little white bit at the bottom of his legs and then a mushroom shape where he's sat and he's in a very strange position next to that we got Bacchus again holding a mushroom cup he's just a cup in the shape of a mushroom and we got Bacchus again uh, Dionysus sorry this time uh, on the bottom right hand image doing a mushroom pose again with his with his red cape and you know, it's just over and over and over and over again. Yeah, barely hidden. Photoshop's hint, like he's he's a, a modern, a modern face. Well, it's very well drawn that image. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, uh, the, the, a lot of these guys are so well practiced, didn't have anything else to do, and were part of these amazing schools. And as soon as the paint itself was good enough to paint like that, they were doing it. Wow, we're nearly done here. So, uh, next one, please. Okay, this is Jacob, Jacob's ladder. The ladder is the seven planets going up to the celestial place where the pole star is and this this androgynous god of the forces. Uh, so Jacob basically is the same guy that was going to kill his son. or rest, No, he wrestled with God. That's right. He wrestled with God. And then after he's done that, he's fallen asleep on a stone and if we see all, if, if we look in the bottom left, everybody at home, it's a bit tough for us to see here. But there's lots of images of him asleep, and on each one of them, he's got a bottle next to him, a red bottle on every single one. Wow. As if he's been at it and fallen asleep on a rock. He sees angels going up and down to heaven, up this ladder, which I'm telling you is the spine, and he's also the the planet's. The, the, the row of planets and um, when he wakes up he goes oh flipping egg I just saw God then I'll call this rock that I put my head on Pineal I'll call this place Pineal as in the Pineal gland yeah 
Uh, and then if we, if we look at um, the top row middle image, we can just see he's asleep. There's loads of mushrooms everywhere. There's loads of mushrooms on all these, basically. Mushrooms, yeah. mushrooms everywhere. And um, in the top right, we've got a pine cone, pineal. Is where the root word of pineal. Then we've got an actual drawing of a pineal gland. And then underneath that, we've got a pine cone with two serpents around it and a PX in the middle. <laughs> underneath that, we've got some images from the east. Uh, so there's this, you know, the, this same kind of Kundalini chi force idea. That's, uh, that's just, it's shown with 33 steps. Like Jesus, 33 years old, 33 vertebrae up the spine. Uh, again, there's the spine next to it. And then you've got a Chinese representation of a, one of those big, long t Chinese towers, which, when you think about it, do look like spines. And often they have dragons curled up the outside of them yeah. mm -hmm. to be ornamental. Speeding this up because certain people are getting more and more, more hungover. I can see you actually tearing up now. So I think <laughs> this <laughs> next image is the, nearly the last. Please, Ben. <laughs> Christmas, Yay. Christmas, the same thing. I when he wondered when he was going to fit it in. Yeah, so uh, Father Christmas, he's got the black boots, which is the the soily bit at the bottom of the mushroom, and it's the red, the white, and the gold are his other colours. He's this. He lives at the North Pole, like Saturn lives at the North Pole. He's this shamanic guy. Picks up the mushrooms. He's got his flying reindeer, fly agaric mushroom. Is the tree? Is the bring it in? It's died. It's the twenty fifth of December. Everything about Christmas. The presents at the bottom of the tree, red and white. The first in, the first ornaments on Christmas trees were red and white mushrooms. You know, there's a really? set of Christmas. Yeah, the, the very no first way. ones were. Yeah, the 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 cards there are Victorian Christmas New Year cards that are just covered in the mushroom. Um. <laughs> The, the North, when you think of, you know, if it was a cartoon and there was a picture of the North Pole, it's red and white red and stripes. White stripes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mushroom again. Male and female com combined together. Red king, white queen from, from alchemy. Um, these are, the mushroom is the red king and the white queen. A king's crown. Think of a king's crown. That red fluffy pillow in mm. the, with white dots on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goes on the head as well. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just nuts, isn't it? Yeah. And most crowns have seven peaks on top as well. Uh, yeah, the, there's a, a picture, that lady on there is a, is a picture of a Siberian shaman lady who still wears the clothes of the mushroom, as you would, because, you you know, you are, mm -hmm. you know, submerging yourself into these things. Um, there's not much about Christmas that hasn't, hasn't been said before about the mushroom thing, but... Uh, Look, the mushroom knows who's been naughty and who's been nice because it's your own psyche. Mm. And you take that and you, you've you not sorted out your set and setting, as, as it's said, the set of people and the setting that you're in. Uh, and and your, your life, if, you know, if you've had a bad week, you're having a bad trip. Probably. Probably. Um, yeah, and what it is is Christmas, I came to realise Christianity is Christmas. Christianity is really this Christmas ritual. You do the same as the year. The sun dies at that part of the year and then gets reborn. So you do the same thing. You take the mushroom, you die, you're reborn. You do, you're just copying the, 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 the year. That's what Christianity is. 
you know, the 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 Eucharist every time in communion. You know, it's all it's all this stuff. So, you know, this this death rebirth of the sun ceremony we know is really good for you. I can vouch for it personally, and I may have tended. I won't say like that. I've been around many other people that have gone through that experience due to my position. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I can vouch for it. Science vouches for it anyway, so it's not not much need for me to do it. But that's Christmas. That that mushroom is absolutely the reason for Christmas. And one of the things that that mushroom does is make you feel very jovial and jovial and jolly. By the way, two Jupiterian words. Jupiter is the cup. By Jove. By Jove. By Jove. Jupiter. And what it does is makes your uh, pupils dilate and makes your nose and your cheeks go really rosy red <laughs> like Father Christmas. <laughs> you leave the drink out for Father Christmas at night and it's gone in the morning. Old housewives, so the, there's there's obviously, you know, intoxication to do with it. In In medieval times, housewives, if they wanted a hobgoblin to help them, Around the hob, you know, like your your hob is 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 it? Yeah, a hob a hobgoblin would help you. You'd leave it out something overnight with a dish of milk, and if the milk was gone, like with the whiskey's gone, then the hobgoblin would come and help you clean your hob the day after. And what it is is, if you soak one of those mushrooms in milk, especially if it's soured milk, that decarboxylates it and gets all the the goodness working. So if it's soaked up by the morning, you eat that and you'll have a bloody nice day and you get a hobgoblin to come and help you. Goblin being goblet, as in the mushroom goblet. So it's all the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. It's our old religion. Next image, please. I think we're so close to the end. I can't quite remember. Right, yeah, we are right at the end here. So, uh, so we said Christmas... Well, the top left image is Saturn, um, Saturn's golden age, where Saturn ruled before Jupiter had come along, and there were lots of opposites because he's the first of the archetypes, Jupiter, and king of the gods. So the only archetype that was out there when Saturn had cut off Uranus' penis, Aeon's penis, was Saturn. So everyone lived in a golden age where you didn't have to do anything, you didn't have to work, it was always fruiting, it was all time, all at once. Then Jupiter came along and fucked it all up by having a daytime. And then suddenly there's a nighttime and Saturn gets te- cast into the underworld. Yeah. So that's the golden age. That's where Saturnalia comes from. Saturnalia was the Christmas festival for the Romans, Romans. which then became the Feast of Fools in, in Europe, especially in France, but in, in Britain too. And they tried getting rid of it and they couldn't. So they went, oh, hang on, we better make it Jesus' birthday because these lot just love getting drunk and revel, you know, reveled up that time of year. That's where you get fools from, the jester. And the, the what happened at Saturnalia was that there was an evening out of everybody. The servants would be fed by the lords, yeah. be served by the lords. The patrons would wait on the servants. Yeah. So there's this evening out of, of we're going back to Aeon again. Where there's no duality anymore. That that that's the reason for it, because it's Saturn's golden age. So if we bear in mind the fool, the jester, the joker, the fool's the first card of the tarot. And the joker is the one that tells the the king that he's still a human, basically, because he's the one that can still rip the king. 
And bring only down the peg or two. Yeah, it's the only person in the in the in the the country or yeah who can uh, make fun of the king. Yeah, and serves a great purpose there by humanizing him. So last image now. Have rockies in through these. And that's the Phil from the tarot. Who <laughs> Oh that's me, that's from my I made a deck. So that's from my personal deck on the right, that's me. But on the left it's definitely not. And he's got uh he's Orion, the constellation Orion, who is Osiris, who uh he's got his willy hanging out if you look at that. Yeah, well, and why why does the cat have to be clawing at his <laughs> It's a lot a lot of things. That's basically serious. It's deep again. That's Isis and Osiris basically. And uh, there's this story of, uh, they call him the Wandering Jew or the Wandering Fool. And what he was, he was this guy that insulted Jesus at his uh, crucifixion. Go, go faster, get up that fucking hill. And he goes, I'll tell you what, I'll get up there, but you'll you'll be walking around here till I come again. So he's still wandering the earth. But that guy is Osiris, he's the green man. He's this character we've been talking about throughout, basically. It's all the same chap. If you look at the fool's arm there that's holding a stick, it looks like a mushroom. His willy is a mushroom. All, all over the one I've drawn, Osiris is in his mushroom form there. There's a mushroom going out of him. Blah, blah, blah. It's all mushrooms, everybody. Mm. Everything's mushrooms because it's eternal life through realising you're not going to die because when you go into these mushroomy states, I'll give you an example. So... Somebody just happened to be with me when they were having this experience and came out and she's not not the most um, erudite of people, not the most educated, lovely person. And I said to her, um, so do you feel any different now, now you've come out of that? She goes, no, not really. I don't, I don't feel like when you die, you die anymore. <laughs> wow. But I'm like, all right, so that's not different at all, is it? As no, you don't think you're going to die anymore. It is a ta- It seems to be a taster, or one of the first yeah. telepathic you would put put it as things that come through for most people is that this is what it's like when you die. You don't really die. Mm-hmm. And they said about the Picts and the British, and the reason why the the Romans found them so difficult to to fight is because they have no fear of death. Mm-hmm. And that they covered themselves in that blue wall. Because the mushroom bruise bruise is blue, possibly. You know, this is all conjecture. Who the hell knows? Um, so there you go. So the this this fool character is a wandering immortal who is the green man, who is a Cyrus, who is this Jesus character, is it's all the same dude, and um he's Saturn, Osiris, Jesus. He he he's he's this understanding of this serpent polarity stuff and is just able to live his life without anything he doesn't need things anymore he gets the whole picture he can make anything that he wants to he can go anywhere that he wants to he's uh he realizes it's all just a big cosmic joke and it's all just cycles and cycles and cycles wow wow cheers and can I, I can I say that obviously there's one more left after this and you're gonna love that one. <laughs> love it. So it's totally fine tuned for your Really? Oh, that's uh, you're a tease. <laughs> yeah. 
expertise. I like the way they've got you've got the Osiris there with the uh, relation, the Orion's belt and the three pyramids, mm-hmm. like uh, a bit like the work of Robert Borval. Yes. Yeah, this is uh, really interesting. Um, we're gonna have to go. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna have to watch this again. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to cut out all the uh, fat on her <laughs> yeah. in the middle. Yeah, it's gonna take you a there long a, time. Is there another slide, Ryan, or is that the end? So, so what is the next slide? Just to have a look. <laughs> Sneak preview. <laughs> what have we got next? Yeah, that'll do for now. That'll do for now. I'm just showing you there's loads of More mush- mushroom teas on our pillars, basically, and lots of mushroom things and fishes and satin symbols, and I'm just reiterating some of that stuff. Plus, there's a mystery there that uh, the the satin on our pillars sticks his tongue out. Oh. God doesn't often stick his tongue out. I've not quite figured it out yet. I'm hoping to put a call out to your audience and anyone can have a guess why God would be sticking his tongue out. I don't know. I don't know. Answers on a postcard, eavesdroppers. Right, you can uh, stop sharing screen, Ben. Oh, my God. He's, he's, he's faded to black. He's had to turn himself <laughs> uh, <yeah>. off. Well... <laughs> Thanks again, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, guys. Thanks for coming. It's been very enjoyable. It is uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next section. I Mm. guess probably in the new year we'll come back and carry on. You're looking forward to bed. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, I am, yeah. Right, we're going to sign off. We're going to rifle through some housekeeping very quickly. Okay. And I've got some funny stuff to do. Oh. needs doing because there's been so much depression shit happening the last few weeks, (laughs) haven't there? These fuckers trying to get us back into... Oh, we'll save it. We'll save it for another time. <laughs> right, thanks again, Ryan. You are welcome. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. All right? Yeah. Don't touch that down. Everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
telling people who are yeah. into the ancient mysteries <laughs> and the, deco- the decoding thereof. Yeah. Maybe uh, send them a link. Say, check this shit out. <laughs> yeah. this wild shit. This mushroom. It's some mad shizzle, yo. <laughs> yeah, there's so much depth to this stuff. It's like yeah. Ryan sent us the updated uh, slideshow today. I was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to break the 100 mark this time. Yes, yeah. over 100 <laughs> slides. And like some of these slides have 10 images on them. More, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's gone back through the slideshow, added more slides, yes. and, and added more pictures to the slides. <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's um, yeah. something like art history is it'd be a really interesting subject to get into. And how does he just remember? He just remembered a hundred and odd slides with so you're looking at probably a thousand images. If there's ten images, yeah. take a you know. But he has the power of the mushrooms, it's, power, you know. Yeah, guiding him. He does. Yeah, he's being guided by the third eye. Yeah, a lot of this is I not his back eye. A lot of this is intuitive to a degree. You know? Yeah, some pattern recognition, and this mm. is what I'm finding is I'm looking at these things, and things are coming into mind my mind that I've read or seen before, and thinking ah. Yeah. This links to that, and that links to this. Connect the dots and mm. have a whale of a time <laughs> with it because it's just fascinating. I love it. Yeah. Um, what else can you do other than uh, sending people links? You can give us um, guest suggestions. Guest suggestions are always welcome. I think there was another one this week. Yeah, we should say I should say thanks um, to Nicholas. He sent us the book um, "Fierce Chemistry" by Harry Shapiro. Um, and that was a guest suggestion. Harry's coming on the show in the new year. Let's talk about that. So I've got a couple of weeks, yeah, a few weeks to get through that. I've got a couple, 100 pages so of my last book to read, and then I'll be jumping onto Fierce Chemistry and uh, yeah, in preparation. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's, it's Nick sent quite a few guest suggestions in. So he does. He did. Who was it who suggested Ben as well? That was another suggestion. True, yeah, Ben from Uncharted. I hadn't heard of him. Say, before, oh, then. should say thanks to um, the Uncharted community for um, their support and yeah. uh, watching the video and stuff. Mm-hmm. We had a very nice response, lots of nice comments on the video for did we for the podcast and that. Yeah, also got a comment. Uh, this was from uh, Podbean from Missing Links. Yeah, um, I don't like the term eavesdroppers. It suggests ill intent. I would contribute if this was removed. Are we removing the, the term eavesdropping? No, that's not how it works. Sorry, missing links. Like, we're not performing monkey. Like, there is no ill intent. I sent him a message saying yeah. it's not, there is no ill intent. It's no. just um, a catch-all term for the vast majority of people who, who just listen to the show, which is fine. Yeah. And, you know, we appreciate people from listening, but, mm. you know, if you if you don't want me to call you an eavesdropper, drop your fucking eavesdropping ways. And become a producer, man. Get in the Discord. Join the community. Help us out. Yeah, send some artwork. Yeah, why not? Mm. Unlimited pixels. Yeah. Shall we check out the artwork for episode 211? Go on, slide it on. How are we gonna, how's it going to come on? It's going to tastefully fade down, I think, like Star Wars. Or maybe it'll pixelate in. Oh, transmission artwork's coming in now. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's Pixelating. coming. Nice. Yeah. Look, and we've got, like, the yellow writing from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, is, it's got, is that the all-seeing eye or something? It looks very much like an all-seeing eye in the middle there with yeah. the, the pentagram. pentagram. The, 
Star of David, the as above, so below, the triangle. And is that the Zodiac, by any chance? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Some Hebrew characters, I believe. Right, okay. And but then... I could be wrong. No, they're not Hebrew. But, yeah, it's it's occult, occult okay. characters, I would say. Okay. Got uh, Da Vinci's Vitruvian Man there on the right. Man is the measure of all things. What program was that on? Like in the 90s? Eastern... World in Action. That was it, yeah. We've got the uh, tower card there from the tarot. Mm -hmm. And then um, down at the bottom, we've got some golden ratio, sacred geometry shit going on. Yeah. So all very prescient, I think. Cairo. 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 Yeah. Cairo. Cairo. That's what I mean. Cairo. That was a biggie. That was a big reveal. That was a big reveal, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's make the artwork disappear. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can join the Discord if you want to send us artwork submissions or uh, guest uh -huh. suggestions, news articles, video clips from uh, weird stuff in the media, weird news stories, um, suggestion, uh, guest suggestions, corrections, agenda, addendums, <laughs> agendums. Focus Chi requests. We've had another success this oh, week. Oh, this was Nicholas as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's active, isn't he? He is, yeah. He asked um, for Chi, Focus Chi, for some remote work, to find some remote work, to keep him ticking over whilst he's travelling. And we got an update this week. I got the job, smiley face. Yeah. Thanks for the Chi power. Exactly. So it does work. Yeah, you know? all of my Focus Chi requests have worked. Yep, so either email us it, or uh, if you're in the Discord, um, there's a thread there for Focus Chi requests and we'll gladly oblige and as a community focus our Chi in your direction before you're given aim. Mm. Yeah, any all sorts of aim. Jobs, yeah. aims, health, reasons, family problems, <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know, Focus yeah. Chi is good for all that ails mm. you. Penis growth. Mm, unverified. <laughs> um, what's your favourite way of... Uh... Cash money, cold hash, cash money. Well, I thought you normally say word of mouth. I've done that. We did that first. Did we? Are you sending sure? links? Yeah. Word of mouth. Yeah. Send, that's not sending links. Sending if you know someone who's into s stuff. Right. That okay. we do. You know. Yeah, okay. Fine. Yeah, but if all else fails, toss us a fucking coin, mother bitches. Toss a coin to your you know? Do it for the lads, 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 because... Oh, we're northern and we're bloody miserable and the weather's fucking shit. Yeah, if you go to the armasinquisition.com, there's a PayPal button there, and you can give us a one-off, sign up for a monthly recurring sustained donation... Donations at the level of £50 are over. Grant you executive producer status. And you can put that in your curriculum vitae, your LinkedIn profile. We'll yeah. back you up. These credits mm -hmm. are real. We're on LinkedIn. Just link with us. Yeah. Only you guys out there can... Save Plotland. Keep mm. this fabulous shit show running. <laughs> yeah. no? It's a particular shit show about... It is tonight, yeah. I'm absolutely <laughs> quarter fucked. of the way to the end. My voice is seriously going to die pretty yeah. soon. Um, is that most of the housekeeping done? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, no. Maybe we just... I don't think I've got anything really meaningful that I need to add to the housekeeping. I guess we should um, should thank the uh, producers then for this week. <coughs> for episode 211. Go on. It's time to big up the Mandems, yo. Uh, apologies if I've missed anyone because I've I've not had much time this weekend, but uh, so far I've got uh, Nicholas, Helen from Berkshire, Slicko, Lee, and Anonymous. Thank you. So amazing in your love. They are. Yeah. 
so amazing in your love. It's like Kanye. <laughs> 808 and a heartbreaks. Yeah. Love like down. Love like down. On the wrong one. <laughs> oh, it's a miracle. Literally the best mate. Literally. The best mate. The dwarf. The carrots. The grip. The homophobe. The wind. The asna. The crop up cunt. The number 11. The blind man. The fallen on the horizon. The cripple and the mother of... Smelly bickering! From hell. Belong. Yeah, Don't thanks. get it, never will. Thanks, thanks for... Uh, Helping us out this week in various different ways. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, man. We can't do it without the community. I've just had so little time this weekend. It's been packed. Yeah, you've had an extremely busy weekend. Santa yeah. Express. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, yesterday morning. At some point. Then I had the Mrs. Christmas do last night with a free mm. bar. So I'm rough as fucking assholes. Bad news, free bar. Yeah. Would you want to um, explain the five different colours of alcohol you drank last night? <laughs> I can do briefly. I had, we, I had a couple of proseccos before we front loaded. Yellow front loading before we set off. Yellow. Uh, we got there. I had a pint of Bex, orange because there's no bitters on. Uh, and then I had a pint of Guinness, black <laughs> pint of Guinness. And then uh, it was time to sit down for a meal, so I had a red wine with the meal. Right. <laughs> I finished, I think we, me and the, well, the guy had three bottles between us, red wine. And then uh, I finished the night off with a few gins. So white or clear. So what the fuck? What? That's the fucking mushroom. Black, white, <laughs> red, <laughs> and wow. golden. That explains so much. There's synchronicity. I think you might need to tell the great American boys about that. Do you think it's a serious synchronicity, though? Do you not think? I don't know. I 10%. Think I, I think I just got shit face. I think Darren would give that uh, three <laughs> at best on the synchronicity points. It's worth a try. Good spot, though. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. That is definitely the colours of the mushroom, and you had them. I drank them. <laughs> you drank them all last I night. I didn't get any of the benefits, though. No, you didn't. The, uh, no. No, you closed off your mind. And, yeah, the woman in the red dress as well. <laughs> I got accosted by a woman in a red dress. Right, okay. Yeah. A bit like The Matrix, you know, The Matrix. That scene. Follow the bunny. The the woman no. in something about, what does Morpheus say to, say to him? <laughs> what about, about, do you remember the woman in the red dress? Do you know, remember this famous scene, the blonde woman who walks past him and he... Uh, it's like a trigger. Deja vu. Yeah, I don't it? know, I can't remember. But it's yeah. Just follow the, it's something about follow the bunny, isn't it? Something. That's all I can remember from it. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Uh, let's fucking move on quick. Testing, testing, testing. Needs test, 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 test. Time to sign work tomorrow. I'm not. Oh, that's right. Should have said that. People have got to understand vaccination is going to be, in the end, your route to liberty. The magic vaccine. A big fat shot in the ass. From hell. Oh! You know, it's just, you know, super painful. Like a judgment day and terminating mode like Injected with nanobots. Deadly variants or political scariants. 
being a good, responsible COVID citizen is something we should all uh, aspire to. Yeah, mm. uh, I mean, there is some shitty news that I don't really want to do, like the bringing the mask back and uh, yeah, it's um, the votes on Tuesday for COVID passports. Yeah, uh, last latest, latest count, sixty-five Tory MPs are going to rebel, mm. uh, but Labour have already signed up. They've said, "Yeah, we're going to vote for it." So. COVID passports are coming in in the England because they've been such a great success in Scotland and Wales. We've had them for really, months. Really held back the numbers, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's nothing to do with control. It's all about your health and looking after you because that's what daddy has to do. <laughs> daddy the state has to do. It can't let you make your own fucking decision, can it? So what else happened? I can't remember. Not a lot else. Um, I got some news from Canada. <laughs> Canada. How, how much longer can you drag this out for, Phil, before you clap? <laughs> Canada's dropped uh, the Moderna vaccine for under 30s, for men under 30. I thought, I didn't, is that not an, everywhere had done that now? No, no, no. no. Some of the Scandi company, countries, I think, have done it, haven't they? They've got rid of Moderna for certain age groups. Um, yeah, it turns out that they found the uh, rate of myocarditis after the second dose was about one in six thousand two hundred. Right. Okay. So quite common. Yeah. As far as uh, side effects go. Yeah, definitely. In the grand scheme of things, nothing to do with these footballers that keep collapsing. There's another one, weren't there? Man United. Yeah, just uh, of this weekend. Yeah. Lindendorf or something. Lindendorf. Lind Lindelof. Yeah. I don't know if that's related. We don't know if any of no. these are related. You know, it's just it keeps but, happening. <laughs> this is the thing, isn't it? That I, there was Fabrice Mwamba. Do you remember him? About 10, 12 Bolton. years ago. Yeah. yeah. And he, he had a card. Died, didn't he? No. Well, he died, he died on the pitch, technically, and then he brought him back to life. Yeah. But he had to retire. But since then, I don't remember the mate. I'm sure there must have been some kind of, you know, arrhythmias or whatever. That yeah, sure, not one here and there. But I hadn't, I don't, none come to mind. And then um, there's just been this spate, hasn't there, of professional footballers collapsing. From Ericsson onwards, really, hasn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we don't know. And, you know, it could be a, a side effect from COVID, I guess. If it's an infl inflammatory disease, but then how do you separate? Because there's no control group. There is, even if it's just one. Well, I suppose. Even yeah, if yeah. it's just yeah. me, I'll, yeah. I'll volunteer. Yeah. I think well, no official to... control group. Who's, <laughs> no. who's like engaging with anti-vaxxers? <laughs> it's me. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, unrelated to Moderna getting rid of the uh, not Moderna, Canada getting rid of the Moderna. There was a story in the UK this week. Up to 300,000 people in the UK are facing heart-related illness due to post-pandemic stress disorder, PPSD. Oh, right, okay. Two London physicians have warned this could result in a 4.5% rise in cardiovascular cases nationally because of the effects of post-pandemic stress disorder with those aged 30 to 45 most at risk. Wow. Mark Rayner, a former senior NHS psychological therapist and founder of Ease Wellbeing CIC, said that as many as 3 million people in Britain are already suffering from PPSD thanks to stress and anxiety caused by the effects of COVID-19. Uh, thanks to, sorry, I'll correct that. Thanks to stress and anxiety caused by the effects of the media and the government. Mm. 
It's yeah. not the virus, is it, that causes stress and anxiety. It's no. the reaction to it. Yeah. If he is, this could result in a dramatic rise in physical health issues such as coronary heart failure mm. if cases are not detected or treated early. Now, there is a link between sort of anxiety and sort of... Stress. Uh, yeah, and heart disease and all the rest of it because of the, the types of hormones that are released when you stress. I think cortisol. Cortisol, yeah. Um, it's correlated with that, I think. I've I've read somewhere that stress is like the primary sort of pre I don't know what you call it for for working out mortality right. it's like it's hugely important in, mm-hmm. uh, in working out mortality uh, Mr. Rayner said PPSD is a very real problem on a massive scale as well as the condition itself with all its immediate problems one of the biggest collateral issues is the effect it can have on heart health it's widely recognised this is quotes that reducing stress and mental health problems is crucial to the prevention and recovery of cardiovascular events such as heart attacks and strokes. We're talking about as many as 300,000 new patients with heart issues. Rainer warned that without at least doubling the current funding, the NHS will not be able to tackle the trauma time bomb, which could have potentially fatal consequences for those suffering with long-term PPSD. Uh, just one more paragraph. Meanwhile, Tahir Hussein, a senior vascular surgeon at Northwich Park Hospital in Harrow, said he has seen a significant rise in cases where he works. Mm. He said, in quotes, I've seen a big increase in thrombotic-related vascular conditions in my practice. Far younger patients are being admitted and requiring surgical and medical intervention than prior to the pandemic. Or prenda, prior to the rollout of the certain magic juice. Wink, wink. I believe many of these cases are a direct result of the increased stress and anxiety levels caused from the effects of PPSD. We also have evidence that some patients have died at home from conditions such as pulmonary embolism and myocardial infarction. I believe this is related to many people self-isolating at home with no contact with the outside world and dying without getting the help they need. Very sad. Mm -hmm. Want to keep an eye on that. Uh, Big increases in thrombotic events. We shall see. Yeah. Watch it with uh, interest. Anyway, let's move on. You can't keep a good man cock down, can you? <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Trying again in his knees. Back on the TV and stuff. He was on This Morning this week with Holly and Phil. Oh, okay. This Morning is the UK's premier morning magazine programme. Is that what it's called? A morning magazine programme? That's what I call it, because mm-hmm. I'm like a media scholar. <laughs> I'm balls deep in how the media works and stuff. Right. Uh... <laughs> And uh, Phil got some flack for a question that he posed him. Oh, I've, I've half read something about this. Was it your dyslexia that meant you misread the social distancing rules? That's right, OK. It's a very sarcastic comment, that, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. It might be dyslexic. He is dyslexic. He's saying, is it, was it your dyslexia that meant you, couldn't, you misread the social distancing rules? <laughs> he couldn't even look at him. Sorcerer of milk. Phil couldn't even look at him when he was asking the question because he knew how right. well, how much of a low blow it was. Do you think Philip Schofield can honestly <laughs> say he has completely acted within the spirit of the rules for two years? Of course he hasn't. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't think anyone has. No, I don't think it's possible. I think we're all hypocrites. Yeah. Let's hear the answer. Was it your dyslexia that meant you misread the social distancing rules? No. I can't blame that on 
dyslexia or anything else. <laughs> you'd, fact, you'd like to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not asking for any special favours because I'm dyslexic, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, I've got... In politics, I've got <sighs> some things to offer. Um, in that case, that was a, that was a mistake and I've apologised for it. And it was, it was a failure of leadership because I came on shows like this and asked people to, to do things and then um, I didn't follow those rules myself. We, uh... I mean, <laughs> fucking brass balls. I mean, fair play to him coming back to try and resurrect. It's not it long, has he? Six months, isn't it? And Is it, what, six months? Has he got fired? Oh, I don't know. He's, yeah, I think so. Wow, I thought it was maybe August. All right, was it that? Was I don't know, I don't know. Could, correct, happy to be wrong, but it doesn't seem that long. No, it? no. In the in the public sphere. Yeah, so, um, and he went public, him and his uh, girlfriend or whatever they are now. Yeah? They had the affair with, yeah. They're together now? Yeah. Well... Uh, you've made your bed. <laughs> you better have to lie in it, haven't you? Yeah, the horrible thing is, you, both of them have got kids, haven't they? Yeah, and it's all been played out in the media, and you know, so that's the that's who I feel sorry for personally. Yeah, and the respective partners, if they were mm. unaware, which is not always the case, is it? Yeah, no one wants their dirty laundry airing in public, do no. they? But I mean, this is the price of. You know, doing all those great deals with your mates for... for your next-door neighbour. <laughs> yeah, your landlord for contracts, you know. Yeah. Um, there are perks. Yeah. But if things go wrong... Yeah. You're, you're going to get shat on <laughs> by the media, and rightly so. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. I, that's why I wouldn't want to do that, John. No. Neither would I. But, you know, I've not been to the World Economic Forum like him. I'm not, you know... High five in Schwab. Schwab. Not Schwab in Schwab. Let's move on, uh, Mike. Uh, do you know who Sir Desmond Swain is? It's, the name sounds familiar, but I can't place it. It's a Tory backbencher. Ball breaker. He's definitely a ball breaker. Right. And That's probably why I know him. He's my new hero. Okay. He is gold. Was he the one? Is he gold? White hair. Yeah, and did he say how many people have... Spoiler alert. Right, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I haven't got that clip. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, he asked um, Savage, Savage yeah. Javid, yeah. the health secretary, about, you know, oh, my crap, <laughs> how many people are actually ill? Yeah. And uh, Savage sort of muddles through. <laughs> None. <laughs> but um, Desmond Swain was on talk radio with JHB, Julia Hartley Brewer. Right, okay. And it's just so clippable. Right, okay. He's uh, fast becoming my M- favourite MP. He will be voting against the vaccine passports on Tuesday, without a doubt. <laughs> Good. Uh, so he's on talk radio with uh, JHB, and she was asking whether the government had overreacted to the emergence of Omicron. Mm-hmm. Omicron. If people are getting largely... Um, lower symptoms, common cold symptoms. And if people are en masse vaccinated, anyone who wants to be is vaccinated in this country, should we even be considering any restrictions at all? No, we've already gone far too far. I mean, I asked the Secretary of State yesterday how many of the 360-odd people who had uh, tested positive were actually ill. And he hummed and hard a bit, but I think the answer he was stabbing at and trying to avoid was none. Yeah. None. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I absolutely... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
absolutely. Like when you look up uh, in the Oxford Dictionary, uh, flabbergasted. Uh, that's what it says. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. You made me None. snort. Yeah. <laughs> None at a loss as to the extraordinary state of affairs as these crazed scientists, the Dr. Strangeloves of Spy M, Sage, Independent Sage, uh, believe that their socialist wet dream is about to come true. <laughs> Socialist wet dream. <laughs> it's just great, isn't it? Yeah. And they'll be able to control our lives again and impose all sorts of sanctions upon us. Am I a Tory now? <laughs> I mean, he's not a Tory. I don't think he's a libertarian, isn't he? Well, he must be. Yeah, but he's in the Tory party, isn't he? Yeah, because there isn't a liberty. You yeah. know, it's the only place where I love him. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was clip one. Because <laughs> I got, I could have got better. I would have loved to play the whole thing, but it was like eight minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, he was then asked by Julia about the unintended consequences of policies such as yeah. mandatory jabs for the care home workers. Mm. Uh, no prizes for guessing what he thinks about mandatory vaccination. Yeah, so we sacked forty thousand care workers. <laughs> because they wouldn't have a vaccination. And we're about to do exactly the same to the NHS without any plan for how to replace them when we already have a shortage. It is bonkers. Well, just thinking about my team, I reckon there's a few people who've not had it, by my estimations. And I think certainly if it becomes... If you're not fully vaccinated because um, when you've not had the boost, I should say, then I think more people will potentially be leaving just from my team in April. The government's own analysis says Mm. 73,000 people will leave the NHS. Okay. Which is just what you want in the middle of a pandemic, isn't it? Yeah, and... I'm pretty sure there's already 100,000 vacancies. vacancies. There's always 100,000 vacancies in the NHS, so you're nearly, nearly doubling. Double it. So that's, yeah, yeah, so it's just crazy. Plus the care worker exodus is putting more pressure on the NHS. Yeah. Because the hospitals can't. can't discharge. Yeah. Care homes are shutting down. Mm-hmm. There was a story, another story on Talk Radio, care worker, and like 12 hours notice. Mm-hmm. Like they'd rung all the relatives up. you got to pick your... Uh, your relatives up from the care home. Mm. We have to shut. We've no staff. <laughs> okay, they've gone, mm. and it's only going to get worse. And he's right. It is bonkers. It's no, bonkers. it's true. It's true. Um, as cases rise, mm. Bojo is going to come under all sorts of pressure from independent sage um, teachers unions, NHS executives mm. to increase measures. Because the yep. cases are going to yep. go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Labour Party, presumably, yep. will do the same. Um, all amplified by the deranged media. So, what's going to happen? We're focusing on hospital numbers, and only hospital numbers, and 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 so cases we're going to try and ignore. Do you think that's going to... Do you think that's going to wash with large sections of the public and the media who are busy either scaremongering or lapping up the scaremongering? 
well, I really don't care whether it washes with them or not. Well, they're so the ones the putting pressure on so the government, aren't they? So long as the government sticks to its guns. That's uh, the important... Do we, I mean, the trouble is, if my freedom and your freedom and the fate of the economy and the mental health and the education of children and people getting cancer treatment, if all of that rests on Boris Johnson having a backbone, I'm not as sure as I would like to be that we keep our freedom. Well, I'll keep praying is the answer to that one. Uh, praying for his backbone. <laughs> Pray for Boris's backbone. Yeah. I think we could go on better. I think maybe we should focus our chi on Boris Johnson's backbone. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, the other thing as well, actually, has just come to my mind is um, this time last year, did anybody dare vote against measures? Except that one guy. There's a hardcore. There's like a small hardcore. It is growing. Right. But it's not, it doesn't matter. No. You need the opposition. Mm. There's not going to be enough Tory rebel, rebe, rebellious Tories mm. to stop thing, something going through without the Labour Party. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's down to Bojo to resist the pressure. And I think we should focus our chi on, on Bojo's backbone. Yeah, definitely. Okay, eyes down. that works you know the whole thing is just mad <laughs> that's great yeah that was a tough chi yeah i'm not sure that was um you know fully focused if i'm honest well we're doing our best yeah uh we don't know what the oh did ben say the announcement was something nothing was it about booster rollouts or something or oh, boosters for everyone now isn't it yeah over 18s yeah <laughs> what a joke yeah uh right let's move on uh, related to the pandemic, there is a, a clip been going around social media of Jordan Peterson, right from his first appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience, right from I think it was twenty seventeen, right. probably. Has he been around for years? Yeah, I'm sure he has. I think it was twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. um, and sort of uh, it's this very short clip, but it's. Joe Rogan is sort of trying to get his head because Peterson's always going on about communism <laughs> and uh, the gulags and uh, the slide into tyranny and, and Joe is struggling to realise oh. how it comes to this. How do we get here? And this is the clip that's been going around. I just don't understand how it gets to the point well, where... Well, think things get to terrible places one tiny step at a time. You know, if I encroach I, if I encroach on you and I'm sophisticated about it, I'm going to encroach two millimeters. I'm going to encroach right to the point where you start, start to protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. Then you're going to calm down. Then I'm going to encroach again right to the point where you protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. And I'm just going to do that forever and before you know it you're going to be back three miles from where you started and you'll have done it one step at a time and then you'll go oh how'd i get here and the answer was well i pushed you a little farther than you should have gone and you agreed and so then i pushed you a little farther than you should have gone again and you agreed and it- yeah yeah baby steps yeah it's just a mask just a mask don't be a baby just put the mask on i'm telling you to put the mask on just put it on mm. put it on it's no big deal three weeks flatten <laughs> the curve and they uh, 
It's just a vaccine passport. Mm. It's just like a digital ID if you want to go to the pub. Mm. It's only temporary. There is, is the quote, there's a famous quote, there is nothing more permanent than a temporary government measure. <laughs> I can't remember who said it, but it's, it's glorious. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the only thing with the, the vaccine passports is what, if it had a negative impact on business revenue, um, I think your man from Weatherspoons would be like, you know, he's a famous lobbyer, isn't he? So um, hopefully he would kind of stop it. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, I... Imagine, well, it's going to get voted through on Tuesday. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, it's only for certain venues. It's yeah. only for... Over 500 is the smallest, I think, isn't it? Indoor, I think, is it? 500, is it, yeah. And then, for now? Yeah. But what did he say? We'll get to where you pro them stop. Then well, we wait. <clears throat> the other then thing, we push it again. The other thing as well, sorry, is what I read, which was just purely related to football, is the over 10,000 one... Um, is that they, they said that they, they can't do it. It's, it's, it's physically impossible for them to check. Like, for example, Old Trafford, 75,000. It takes two two and a half minutes to do the check. So do the math. It takes two and a half minutes? Two and a half minutes to do the check. It's what they said for each person. <laughs> so um, you can't you can't do it. That's And it, basically what was happening was... When they tr trialed it, it was delaying kickoffs, mm. and they were queuing around the stadium. And there was nobody in the stadium. Basically, well, it was like two thirds full or whatever. You're gonna have to get there two hours before kickoff to get in. Yeah, teething problems. Yeah, they'll sort it out. I suppose. Yeah. So this is the technocrats. The technocracy. I suppose when when you get your microchip you inserted under your skin, they just scan it anyway. They're fucking doing that in Sweden. They're getting chipped. <laughs> the fucking people are volunteering to chip themselves. It, it won't <laughs> for the fucking COVID for the passport. Fuck's sake! Yep, it's not like we haven't been warning people that this is going to happen. Yeah, nobody listens. Stop to acquiescing. Preaching to the choir here. And then that's the thing, isn't it? But tell other people stop acquiescing to this fucking nonsense. Mm. It's getting really out of hand. <laughs> you know, uh, cabin in the woods. It's looking more and more tempting every week. Yeah. Um, related to communism, uh, I, was like, <laughs> I was listening to uh, Trigonometry. Right. And they had um, author Giles Udi. Udi. Right. He was really great guest. He mm -hmm. went over to, uh, he spent, spends a lot of time in Russia. Right. And he he's written a new book about um, communism, well, sort of from the, the terror, about the terror from like the, the 30s onwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Soviet Union, really great. Or, uh, speaker mm -hmm. is really interesting and I had to pull this clip <clears throat> um, it, the, the thing about this ideology is is just not it's great it's just not compatible with humans yeah. you would think they would listen to our show wouldn't you yeah we, do, we say that all the time yeah it's brilliant it sounds incredibly good. Yeah. It's just not compatible with human beings. Do you think that is part of the appeal and that is why to this day there are people who say, well, I'm a communist. They'll go on TV in this country yeah, and they'll yeah. say, I'm a communist. I'm literally yeah. a communist. Because I'm literally and a communist. Yeah, she did. I mean, it's maybe not a fair question to ask you, but what do you think she means by that when she says that, Ash Sarkar, I'm literally a communist? 
Because I know what that would mean to me. Yeah, I know what it would mean to me, but I don't think she has any idea really what she's talking about. Because I'm literally a communist. This is the thing, isn't it? Like, you can you can aspire to a communist ideal, but... <laughs> and you can sort of argue, can't you, that, you know, in terms of Russia, Vietnam, um, where people have tried, or in North Korea, people have tried to... Mao. Yeah, well, no, I'm, but we tried to implement. I'm trying to be balanced, right. but I'm not. Um, you know, try to implement a communist regime. It's always had, you know, America or whatever trying to go against it. Oh, yeah. But this is the thing with the problem is, is there's always someone in charge. Mm. And that person always wants to keep the power. Um, you know, if you go back to Rome and all the rest of it, you know, so many things, uh, sorry, sort of people being murdered, poisoned, all the rest of it. And that's basically just what happens, isn't it? Uh, I think that once you get into the upper echelons mm-hmm. of most systems, mm-hmm. whether that be government, uh, corporate world, high finance, mm-hmm. World Bank, uh, IMF, UN, I think you will have a higher admixture of psychopaths. Well, yeah, that's just what happens. Yeah, that's because yeah. you you can just because you can just sacrifice everything to focus on one thing. Hitler, <laughs> Stalin, yeah, Pol Pot, Idi Amin, Mao Zedong. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that his name? Nigel G. Young. Mao Z. Jung. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, these bad cunts always seem to get to the top. Yeah. So, mm, yeah, best not having um, power held so centrally, I would suggest. And communism doesn't work. <laughs> Goes against human nature. It does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they always think that the utopia, that they are going to be the ones who finally build utopia, but mm. uh, you've no freedom. This is the th- oh, you can have your utopia, but you have to do what we say. You have to wear your grey overalls. And do this job. Yeah. And An engineer, you say? <laughs> oh, right. I think sheep farmer. <laughs> I think sheep farmer. Yeah, or whether you're assigned that as well, that's the other thing. For a bit, and then maybe six months, maybe we'll... You can be a doctor for a bit after that. Yeah. We need some doctors. Yeah. Yeah. You're a doctor now. Mm. Dr. Amish. Wow. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny that they, they obviously are listening to our show and, and lifting it. Those guys. Yeah. I can, that's all I can imagine too. <laughs> I do. I do like it. They get great guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, can't always listen to everyone, but they do generally get uh, some no, yeah, interesting some, guests. Some of them are good. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to skip over the uh, the UFO story. What? No. Oh, okay. Uh, footage of lights flying in formation over South China Sea. Yeah. Don't know if you saw it. It was like uh, three bands of lights, like three or four lights in mm-hmm. like a formation, a loose, okay, quite loose, but straight lines. A peculiar phenomenon was filmed from an aircraft soaring high above the South China Sea in the vicinity of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. A video uploaded on YouTube by prolific blogger Scott C. Waring shows what looks like a formation of lights that appear to be moving in the clouds, eventually vanishing from sight. Uh, I've got a clip. I don't know what that means. 
is some weird shit. Good, good clip. Yeah, <laughs> video's better. Uh, it quotes, I do not know what that is. A person aboard the plane, possibly a pilot, can be heard saying, that is some weird shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, while it wasn't immediately clear what the lights were, Waring boldly declared in his blog that they were UFOs and even linked this phenomenon with certain geopolitical events in the region. Really? Yeah, in quotes, caught between Taiwan and Hong Kong, this demonstration of power by aliens is clearly a sign <laughs> meant for the military powers of the world patrolling those seas to view. These UFOs are watching to see what China and other military ships do, the blogger wrote. Some social media users commenting on the video on YouTube, however, suggested that the light seen in the footage may be flares, either dispersed by ships, sailing in formation, or dropped by aircraft. Didn't look like flares to me, the way they were. Right. You know, who knows? The camera can play tricks, but mm. yeah, the uh, I think the aliens are saying, "Come on, China, don't uh, don't invade Taiwan." Yeah, don't stop building those artificial islands in the China Sea. The uh, not Taiwan, or Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Taiwan. They want to invade Taiwan as well, don't they? Yeah, allegedly. Some people think that's actually going to happen in the, in the new year. Um, probably will at some point. Yeah. Aren't Russia kind of uh, massing forces on the Ukrainian border again or something? Yeah, but what are Finland doing? <laughs> That's what I don't want to know. Got to watch those Finnish guys. Yeah. What are they doing something? I don't know. know. Oh, there was be. there was a story about the Finnish prime minister. Oh, <laughs> she's thirty six. That was I don't know what was more depressing: the fact that she was thirty six, <laughs> or there was something else that was depressing that I read about it. Yeah. Um. But she was a super spreader. Ah, uh, got it for you, mate. Weren't she out clubbing till 4 a.m.? Yeah. Even though she'd, what, got pinged? Oh, that was it, sorry, wasn't it? She um, she got told she was a close contact to someone that was diagnosed with COVID. And she went, ah, fuck it, it'll be right. It's all right, it's Christmas And Day. then she gave everyone COVID or something. Has she? I don't know, oh. allegedly. So, uh, what's the... Is it hung, drawn and quartered for that, is it? Uh, I just think she was lambasted in the media. That's normally what happens, isn't it? It's the the modern equivalent of being hung, drawn and quartered and head placed on a spike. I mean, really, they should shave her head, shouldn't they, and march her naked through the streets of Helsinki? Uh, yeah. Shame. Shout shame at her. Shame, yeah. Mm. Well, living hope. That's what's going to happen to mm. these fuckers. Uh, but 36 imagine being the prime minister at 36 i suppose i've probably got most of my shit together at 36 though so you know that's all right oh that's interesting i'd like to know what her path was what her history is when did she meet klaus schwab (laughs) that sort of thing when did she become uh when did she join the world economic forum yeah Be, be one of the what did they used to call them the young future leaders or the young Set young influences or something. There was a certain category in the, the Schwab youth. Hancock was one. Was it for he fuck's sake? Yeah. Well, that's These why guys it... are picked. <laughs> they picked. They picked a bad apple there, didn't they? Top yeah. shagger. <laughs> Hancock. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the party on that? Can do. Can do. Mm. What party? Doesn't one once there. Oh, the Downing Street party. Oh, do you think I wanted to talk about your party? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, you mean the one at number 10? That never happened. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't get any clips for it because I don't it's have time. It's just awful, isn't and it, it? And it's just... I mean, it's so predictable. I know, yeah. The thing is, that the thing that makes me angry is people are still... Scared. Well, they still... They think this is news. Yeah. Like, this hasn't been happening since the beginning. Mm. Like, you know, they write these stupid laws and rules and they don't take a blind bit of notice of them. Mm. I don't know, what do you make of it? Who's done it? Who's behind it? The release. Yeah. That'd be the interesting thing. A lot of people saying it's Dr. Cummings, (laughs) Dominic Cummings, (laughs) aren't they? Because he's angling to somehow get back in. This is the thing is, is he's best mates with Gove, isn't he? Allegedly. Really? Yeah, who's awful. But there's also, um, do you remember that video of Michael Gove when he turned up in the House of Commons, smashed? Mm-hmm. That got no media attention whatsoever. If you've not seen that, look it up. Yeah. Now I don't know if that was at the same. I don't. It can't have been anything to do with COVID actually, um, because I think it was the House of Commons was packed, so it can't have been. But it was like that basically at the it was, door. It was like, before COVID. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just about to collapse. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gove is sort of prime suspect. Uh, I'm sort of angling to Rishi. Rishi Sunak. Rishi is Chancellor. Mm-hmm. He's second most powerful man in the country. He would be my tip. Mm. If Bojo resigned tomorrow. Um, Dishi Rishi for number 10. I think a lot of the Tory party secretly fucking hate golf. Yeah, because he's awful. He's a twat. Yeah. He's a- um, so I think... Because Rishi has links with ITV and Stratton, Allegra Stratton and all the rest of it. Um, I think Allegra Stratton's husband, there's a link there. Oh, I think he was maybe Rishi's aide or something. There's there's ties between Stratton, ITV and... They just all move around, don't they? That's the thing. Well, I remember when she was political editor at Newsnight, Mm. Allegra Stratton, maybe five years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she went straight from there into politics, but yeah, it's a revolving door, isn't it? And she was the she was the sacrifice, wasn't she, for the whole fiasco? Um, and then this sort of scapegoat, yeah. And then they kind of uh, said, all of a sudden, you know, ooh, Plan B, announce Plan B, which a lot of people are kind of saying correlating the two, but I'm, I'm not sure about that. To be honest with you. Mm. Yeah, no. The timing of the leak, not nothing's leaked by accident. No, yeah. So, so there is political, it's all politics. Mm. So there's a political motivation for the timing of the leak. It's just a question of who's behind it. There's an image, isn't there now, of um, Bojo doing the Christmas quiz? I've unzoomed. Unmasked with oh. two people in close vicinity. To be fair, there is a hand pump... Um, Anti-back gel on the desk between them all. Oh, wow. So... It'll keep the the maids away. Yeah, so there's that, isn't there? (coughs) I mean, I think Gavin Williamson had one, didn't he? With a few people there, party. He was like the education secretary. Yeah, he had one. And then... um, Creeping death, I think they call him. (laughs) (laughs) He's, yeah. He has a tarantula, doesn't he? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, can these people get any more creepy? (laughs) 
and then um yeah so i think for me it's the it's just the the incredulity that it causes amongst who the jet general gem bop yeah people don't believe it incredulity what do you mean well, just like they, they thought they could get away with it and stuff. Oh, right. They're untouchable. Mm. Yeah. And they've been found out. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. What else has gone on, though? That's the other thing, isn't it? And again, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have kind of followed the rules to the T. There's people in the middle and there's people who haven't cared. So, you know... um. Everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? So there's a little bit of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what the fallout is. I'm going to uh, watch this speech later. He's given an announcement today. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing. Uh, so he announced the plan B, and that's something... I didn't clip it because... But he intimated about having to have a national conversation about mandatory vaccines. Yeah, but then he rolled back on it. Savage did. He, he, Javid. Right, okay. Was sent out. Or he came out, he was asked about it and said that we have no plans or whatever. I don't mm. want to do that. It's not the point. Mm. It's getting it out there. It's yeah. getting the Testing the waters. Well, you know, he did the um, announcement and then they take questions. And obviously we got to the public first. The mm. first question from a <laughs> member of the public, when or why aren't we bringing in mandatory vaccinations? <laughs> now, obviously yeah. this is picked. Yeah, yeah. And it's given prime positioning that's mm. the first question they have two mm-hmm. questions from the public so that's done for a reason mm-hmm. it's not yeah. by accident no and uh yeah hopefully we're not going to turn into one of those countries mm. that would be a bad move on the road to tyranny <laughs> yeah you know, like austria are doing in germany yeah uh von der Leyen, he essentially said exactly what ursula von der Leyen had said earlier in the week mm uh, about the EU having a national uh, discussion about mandatory vaccinations. A common scheme is what mm. we need in Europe. Mm. Yeah. Very worrying times. Uh, all over the 60s, I think, in Greece, are going to get fined, is it 100 euros a month until they get yeah. vaccinated? Yeah. yeah. I think it's thousands of euros in Austria you get fined. 2,000 euros or something. Something stupid. Yeah. It's bad, bad news. Mm -hmm. Bad news, this. Very dangerous, slippery slope. We seem to be intent on being dragged down. But, you know, on a lighter note, is there anything you want to add before we go? No. Yeah, spent. Yeah. I I decided I would get um, the Bible on Audible. I thought you'd I would... read it already. No, not all of it, not by a long shot. I've read bits of the Old Testament and bits of the New Testament. I've not read it cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I reckon that if you do, maybe just listen to a couple of verses a day. I think you can probably get it done in a year. <laughs> okay. Just like, it won't take long, maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. If that, I think you'd easily get it done in a year. Mm-hmm. So um, I had free cre- I had uh, some credits to use up. We've got it on Audible. Um bit concerned over the quality of the audio book. Um, I'll play you a clip. This is from the beginning, from Genesis 1, chapter 1, Genesis 1, verse 1. 
Genesis 1 verse 1 in the beginning in the in the beginning in the beginning yeah in the in in, uh, in the listen properly in, in the beginning yeah in 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 the beginning in the beginning in 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 the be in in the beginning. I think it might take me a while to get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you do feel so. We when you look at beginning, mm-hmm. it does it does it could be potentially confusing that one, couldn't it? In in the beginning, 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 in the beginning, beginning. Maybe it was misspelled on the paper. He's thinking, what the fuck's this? Yeah, maybe. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning. He should have just gone with it. Yeah. He should have just gone with <laughs> Moved it. Moved on. Moving on. Yeah, I felt bad for him. He was actually, it was a ruse. That, that isn't from Audible. Yeah, no, I, he had me hook, line and sinker then yeah. for you getting the Bible. He was, he was on stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you heard the guy in the background saying, listen, listen properly. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. Poor fella. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought you would have sorted out the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, read it before he had to go out and read it. It's going to be a long sermon, that, isn't it? Yeah. Going off that. Yeah. Poor yeah. lad. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I hope, you, I hope you're happy <laughs> with what we've done. I'm so fucked. Is it... Uh, are we saying who it is next week or are not? Are not what, next week's guest? Are we saying it or not? We can do. Jesus. All right, cool. Is it, what's his name? Is he called Mike? <laughs> yeah. From OBDM? Yeah, Midnight Mike. There we is go. his proper name. Midnight Mike from OBDM. Yeah, Midnight Mike's coming next week, and we're going to do uh, just more sort of, well, it's going to be like a topical episode, I think. Right, okay. I guess, I don't know. We'll do some stories, some news. Mm-hmm. Footless shit up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Right, let's sign off then. Yeah, please. Praise Jabalom. Yeah. That's what I say normally. Alright, uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Epstein didn't Gislaine uh, McAfee herself. Yeah, Conda forever. In the beginning. I like what you got. Good job. I look like a war hardened goblin. I got Harry. Cunt! Hello there. Fucking vegan. In the beginning. Cut on. Cut on. Cut on. bonkers. You know, the whole thing is just mad. Say, Plotland. It is bonkers.